Ah, war to begin or where to begin. I mean, pretty much any other day, I think, you know, imminent World War Four would probably be, you know, the only thing that we uh, would talk about. Because it's funny, because I was asking John, I'm like, hey, you know, what should we talk about? And he's like, hey, what about the World Economic Forum, Young Leaders School? I'm like, well, you know, probably we should start with World War Four being kicked off. So later on in this episode, we are going to talk about the World Economic Forum Young Leaders School. There's been so many bombshell clips that different viewers have sent in, uh, like yourselves. And these are clips that I haven't seen before that really perfectly encapsulate uh, everything that's really going on. So please do encourage you guys to send stuff to us in our Discord or in the comments. And, you know, basically, you know, whether it's Klaus Schwab in 2016, talking about how in 10 years time, we'd all have implantable nanotechnology or a 2018 World Economic Forum presentation on transhumanism and how we are the last generation of homo sapiens sapiens, because future generations are essentially going to be synthetic beings that are going to be merged with machines. Uh, I mean, it's a lot of scary stuff. And. Now, one thing I, you know, I've noticed, and you know, I do have access to, you know, a lot of different like high-level people. And actually, right now, I'm just checking the the YouTube stream to see if anyone's if it's actually uh, announcing it to anybody because still last time I checked, it shows only myself is watching. But you know, that's what happens when uh, you know you've got World War Four in the title and YouTube doesn't like you. But anyways, when you talk to guys who are worth you know ten million dollars, fifty million dollars, you know, a lot of times they're pretty plugged in. I mean, obviously. Uh, you know, they can accept this information that we're about to tell you guys. They've been to different conferences, they do different types of biohacking. And so they themselves do know a lot of this stuff where, you know, guys like Ray Kurzweil, who is the head uh, engineer of Google, I believe also he had a quote that said something along the lines of, I don't believe in God, but I'm going to become God. And, you know, this is, you know, one of the top transhumanists, probably one of the top highest IQ guys. And these are not just, you know, some low level, you know, dipshits talking about this stuff. But, you know, you talk to a lot of high level guys and they think the stuff sounds, I mean, it sounds sort of crazy, but they understand where we're coming from. But, you know, you talk to a guy uh, making $50,000 a year and a lot of them are going to think your average person out there is going to think you're absolutely nuts, which then sort of leads me to uh, the next quote here is this is actually from JP Morgan that says millionaires don't use astrology. Billionaires do. And obviously, the reason I'm pointing that out is because today is Tuesday. Uh, and that's a Tuesday, a Tuesday with February 2nd, 2022. And, you know, speaking of astrology, Pluto is now coming back into conjunction. And I'm going to let, I, I was kind of teasing this to John of when the last time Pluto was in conjunction. And uh, I think the best way to start this is actually play a clip that I uh, saw earlier today from a Greg Reese report. This guy is always pumping out amazing well, reports. It was Rockefeller's birthday, wasn't it? <laughs> No, it, and actually, you are still disappeared on us right now, so we can't actually see. Uh, By the way, this is the new Canadian flag. Don't thread on me. I like it. I love it. But John, we want to see. We want to see your reaction for this. I mean, the last the last time see. Pluto was in conjunction was July fourth, seventeen seventy six. Really? That's uh, yeah. I mean, basically, the founding of, of America. Over here. So, uh, you know, and, and it's really Pluto coming back into conjunction has always been a sign of like death and destruction and sort of like new, uh, you know, new systems coming into being. And so here we have this on, you know, 2 to 2022 as Pluto is coming back into conjunction as, you know, World War Four is kicking off. And so when it comes to, you know, the billionaires, the global elite, you know, they are aware of this stuff. They are in tune with this stuff. And so what I'm going to do now is play this clip uh, from earlier that's out earlier today on the uh, research report and then uh, go back for your comments. So just one second here. Okay. It doesn't like when I do it in full screen mode. Here we go. 
I love his intro. However you may feel about astrology, it was the original science from which all other sciences were born out of. And although today's pop culture paints it as pseudoscience, occult traditions see it as sacred knowledge. While it is a great mystery, it is as predictable as mathematics and experiential for everyone. And today, astrologically speaking, is a very interesting day for America and individual freedom worldwide. Today is 2-22-2022, the first time Pluto is conjunct to the United States since July 4th, 1776, a 248-year event known as Pluto's return. Every time a planet returns to the same degree it was in relation to your location of birth, you experience a return. Many of us can personally understand the idea of Saturn's return. It takes Saturn about 29 years to orbit the sun, and so it happens roughly around your 29th birthday. Because Saturn symbolizes severity and discipline, this time is known as an era of learning through harsh reality for those who haven't already mastered self-discipline. Pluto symbolizes destruction and rebirth, and so Pluto's return, which lasts about two years, is considered to be a time of destruction and rebirth. During the Roman Empire's first Pluto's return, the Severan dynasty collapsed, a time known as the crisis of the third century. And their second Pluto return took place 10 years before the end of the Roman Empire. And now America's first Pluto's return on 2-22-2022. Two, two times two times two times 222 equals 1776. It begins on a Tuesday and it lasts two years. Perhaps you dismiss all this as pseudoscience woo-woo, but it is important to know that the occultists who sway the governments of the world do not. They take this sort of thing very seriously, which could explain why they all seem to be in such a frantic hurry. More than America, July 4th, 1776 symbolizes individual freedom. And so astrologically speaking, the next two years will mark either the destruction or rebirth of these individual freedoms that were born in 1776. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Uh, I mean, to say what you will of, of Infowars, I mean, I think they have, you know, woken up a lot of people. I know, you know, certainly, you know, 12 years ago, it helped myself come to a greater understanding. And then obviously there was, you know, that whole uh, Trump regime when Alex Jones just did, you know, everything he could to just uh, basically circle jerk Trump the entire time. And I didn't watch him at all. But, you know, now he's back to putting out some pretty good stuff. So whether he's controlled opposition or not, I think he is putting out a lot of good information, but, you know, it's probably just a coincidence that, you know, on this two to 2022, now, I will say the only thing that is, I think sort of BS is when you do like the two times two times two times 222. Cause it's not really 222. It'd be like 2022. Or if you're, or there is a zero in there, which technically would then bring it back to zero, which would then be times two times two, which would be four. So I don't, which I don't know, maybe now we're in world war four. Maybe, maybe that's why, uh, but yeah, I think that was the only one that was part of a stretch. But, you know, when it comes to these billionaires, I mean, this is things that they are looking into. And 
I don't think it's, you know, too much of a coincidence, but it probably is just a coincidence that all this happens, you know, as the, you know, conjunction with Pluto comes back around, probably just a coincidence. The last time this happened was July 4th, 1776. Probably just a coincidence that's less than a month away from the Fed supposedly uh, stopped printing money and raising rates. Probably a coincidence that Klaus Schwab is in warning of a cyber pandemic and how the West is uh, <clears throat> basically, how basically the you know, the West is now saying that Russia is going to attack satellites and the grid. I mean, that's, you know, the front of, you know, several different news reports right now. Probably a coincidence that, you know, one of the main things that we've been warning about over the past decade has been medical martial law, digital dictatorship, social credit, cyber attacks, transhumanism, and war with Russia as the excuse to collapse the financial system and then blame it on the Ruskies. And, you know, four years ago when I was at Anarchapoco for the first time, Ian Freeman of Free Talk Live asked me what my podcast was about. And this is before John and I, this is actually where I met John. Uh, and I said that my podcast was documenting the ongoing financial collapse. And he asked me what that kickoff event should be that we should watch for. And my answer, which I could go back and dig up the clip, and it actually is somewhere on the YouTube channel, says that day would be when the Fed is forced to raise rates, not because they want to, but because they have to, because inflation's out of control. So their hand would be forced. And that's probably just a coincidence that all these things are happening right effing now. That every single one of these things are basically, you know, I guess you say the planets are aligning, are aligning, and I guess they really are. And and I so thank you so much for everybody right now who has uh, liked right now. Uh, it's amazing that there's seven people watching, but yet we have nine likes because usually there's only like a fraction of people that are liking stuff. And now we have actually more people <laughs> who have liked things than who are actually watching. So and it's amazing that the YouTube count uh, of videos or subscribers actually manages to go down as well. So probably also just a coincidence and. Probably also a coincidence that, you know, and lucky guesses on people like my part and John's part and Josh Sigerson's part and Alex Jones part and Dan Dick's part and Charlie Robinson part and Jeff Berwick's part and so many other people. Probably just lo probably such a big coincidence that, you know, all these things that we've been warning about are basically all being, you know, coming to fruition right now. And one thing I do want to give like a real quick sort of, you know, history on what's going on with Russia. If you want the bigger history on what's going on with Russia, we did do a podcast about two months ago with Scott Horton of antiwar.com. There's probably nobody in uh, the world who's as knowledgeable on Scott as this. So if you guys want, you know, the hour and a half version of it, you can watch that. If you want the 30 second version of it, that's what we're getting right now. And, uh, you know, so basically at 2013, 2014, you had uh, United States essentially was trying to push Ukraine and Victoria Newland to get into NATO because they wanted to put defense missiles right up against. Uh, and if, if you guys are watching, you guys can comment because it's, it's going to be funny when we've got like literally more people commenting than are even, uh, you know, showing watching right now. We got and that's probably also a coincidence. But you had the United States government funding actual neo-Nazis in Ukraine to overthrow the democratically elected, uh, you know, pro-Russia president at the time this is also around the same time that you have joe biden over there in ukraine making deals and saying oh i'm giving that son of a bitch you know eight hours to cut um you know to you know fire that prosecutor and don't you know you know that and the, meanwhile he's got you know a cfr council for relations background behind him and we did a whole show with richard grove explaining exactly what the cfr is one of the main uh, roundtable groups uh the, the american counterparts of the royal institute of affairs that is uh based out of chatham house uh, England. And so anyways, I'm getting into a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, nuances here, but you know, you have Biden and Hillary and Obama, all of them had their, and obviously neocons had their fingerprints all over this, trying to get missiles right up against Russia's border. And, you know, I'm not some, uh, you know, you know, accolade of Putin, don't love the guy, but you know, when you've got, you know, essentially ethnic Russians over there in you, that region of Ukraine, 
who are being, you know, basically murdered by the, you know, neo-Nazis faction of uh, the Ukrainian government and everything that the West has been doing the past, you know, just think of like all the, you know, Russia propaganda that's been going on. And I remember telling somebody in 2013 that I thought that the main thing that would that the financial collapse, how it would happen is that we'd have some a war with Russia. And then that way they can, instead of blaming the financial collapse on the you know underlying systemic fact that our whole monetary system is a fraud, that's high-tech slavery to begin with, they would have a convenient scapegoat in the form of, oh, everything was going fine until it was the Ruskies or something like that. And so you could see the game plan was to have Hillary launch this. Uh, you probably remember different clips when Hillary's saying, you know, we will treat a cyber attack as a nuclear attack. And, and when and when the president, you know, issues a nuclear attack, you've got four minutes by the time they're out of the silo, by the time the order is given and the missiles are out of the silos and hitting their targets, uh, you know, wherever they may be. And so the plan was to get this rolling and not that Putin, again, not that Putin's a great guy. I mean, they're all different crime bosses. It's like Game of Thrones. They're all fighting for their, you know, piece of the pie. It's just right now, Putin's not necessarily underneath, you know, their direct control. And so, and who knows, maybe he is, maybe it's all, you know, 5D chess all the way around, but it's just fascinating that we are at this moment in time. And, uh, and so with John, do you want to explain what you've got pulled up right now? Yeah, this is the uh, former, you know, like during the Cold War, this is how actually, you know, it developed uh, NATO. And this is the first initial line uh, of defense where NATO used to be uh, before, you know, when they started to move further into, you know, former Russian states and, and so on. And so what you see here is, of course, Scandinavian countries are members. Uh, you got West Germany, Austria, Italy. Uh, Turkey actually was Greece, uh, then uh, uh, Spain actually wasn't a member, which is interesting. Uh, you got Portugal, France, Switzerland, Austria, Belgium, Netherlands, and then you got the UK and Ireland um, that were members at the time. And then, of course, uh, you have on the other side, you have uh, basically this is the Warsaw Pact. And as you could see here, uh, you've got uh, Russia here together with uh, a lot of these West Bloc countries um, as well. And so this was the initial line uh, of defense. And, and let me just let me pull up a current map here. Because uh, it's uh, like now you could really see how uh, it it actually has, you know, exploded uh, of where it is now. And let's see if this one is, yeah, this is good. So here you can see like all these states here uh, uh, is now, you know, this is uh, the Czech Republic and Slovakia. That was Czechoslovakia. You got Poland uh, and then you got Hungary, Romania, Bulgaria. All of them were part of the old uh, Russian, you know, the, the Warsaw Pact. And then also uh, Croatia used to be Montenegro uh, and Albania, Albania as well. Uh, so those used to be part of the member, I think, Slovenia as well. And then you got Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania here, uh, which is also, and, and as you can see here, this is interesting. Like right here, you could see a landlocked portion of Russia right here. So you got Russia here, and then you come in and sneak around. <laughs> and there you got a little piece of Russia lodged in between Lithuania and Poland, uh, by the way. And then you got Belarus right here, Ukraine uh, around here. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, as you can see, you know, they, they expanded uh, like into all these countries here. Here was the old line, right? Like it went through here, then it went 
Uh, let's see here. Yeah, I went down here, came around here, all around down here, and then across here. So as you can see, there's multiple, you know, uh, movement into like Bulgaria, Romania, Hungary. I mentioned all of them, right? So uh, they they have, you know, uh, jumped in quite, uh, you know, a lot of those countries. That was a part of that initial line that Russia said, okay, we don't want you to pass into here, but clearly they did. <laughs> yeah, and... Uh... I mean, I don't know if you guys see like the top of, I mean, Drudge Report is now a completely you know, controlled opposition and, you know, absolutely sucks. But it's one of the places I go to to help monitor propaganda. And one of the things I see on there, you know, one of their lead articles is Ukraine-Russia crisis. Cyber attacks could affect the U.S. and talks about how, you know, basically how they're bracing for you know various uh, cyber attacks and how it could affect things like the food supply and all the different things that we've been warning about. Yeah, so here we go to the top of Drudge again. I know it's controlled opposition and that uh, basically it got you know sold out to like CNN and you know danger cyber attacks on satellites. So you know it, it's also you know perfect timing for uh, John Snyder who finally got Starlink internet and then now hey, my satellites take- are are not where these war satellites are. I'm half the way down to Earth versus them. They can't get to me. They can't get to Elon Musk. He's too smart. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, now, before we, we completely transition, because, I mean, this is really just complete yeah. craziness, what's going on. And I did monitor a little, like, as I was yesterday doing some cleaning and saw, you know, decided I would, you know, search out, you know, different, uh, you know, commentary and what's going on. And obviously, I mean, I don't even have cable. So I'm sure that, you know, you turn into any one of the, uh, you know, media channels. I'm sure they're all just, you know, talking about how bad Putin is and what, what needs to be done and all of these. And, and so anyway, I did hear some, everything you hear is like, oh, well, let's not go back to 2013, 2014. We're not going to focus on that. We're going to focus on what Vladimir Putin is doing today. And they want to completely whitewash everything or, you know, out, you know, out and about and people are just talking about how bad of a guy Putin is, but really we have forced his hand. And so what I really want to kind of skip gears and focus on now, because John probably is one of the premier experts when it comes to saying premier, because it makes it sound like it's one of the, uh, you know, premieres that you guys have over there. But John is an expert when it comes to the world economic forum, young leaders. And actually first I wanted to play a, uh, actually okay. Tim, Tim, first, before we go into that, I want to show what Russia is trying to get into here. And as you can see right here uh, in Sevastopol, uh, let's go in here. We could actually, I'll, I'll show you better. Uh, and as you could see here, here's the Russian military base. Let's see if we can actually find it somewhere around here. Uh, where are you hiding Russian military base? So they have a port here actually where the Russian military uh, base sit. And I'm not 100% sure where it is. I'm tr- we're just doing this right as we're looking. But here's the uh, Crimea. Severus, Wait, well, you could have uh, waited until I played the other clip, and then you could have found it while you know while we played the oh, okay. clip. <laughs> anyways, anyways, we were doing, yeah, I, I jumped in a little bit too early there. But this is the little uh, piece that, you know, uh, you have Putin is trying to get in here. Uh, and as you can see, like the hair, you also have pipelines going through this area as well. So, so there's a lot of uh, things that Putin wants. And obviously, uh, it's racist because he wants to black sea. I mean, well, well, well. Think about this though. Like, think about if uh, suddenly, uh, you know, uh, the uh, Russians invaded or told that okay, you're going to be a part of our Warsaw Pact. Uh, let's say that they did that with Germany. 
And then uh, the Americans would have to leave because now they can't use their base there anymore. Their only base that would be based on the North Sea or something, something like that. Right. So it's, it's kind of similar. Yeah, it'd be like them. On. It'd be like them taking fucking missiles and putting them up against Mexico well, or Cuba well, or something. Like what, that. What's happening right now? Like where I used to be on the border up in Norway when I was in the military, you actually have, they now have the missile defense system up there. I was reading on the report that they recently released like three, four years ago, and they actually put up the missile defense system there now, right on the Russian border up that uh, up in Norway there. So yeah, it's it's. Good times, you know. Uh, he really, really, uh, you know, Putski really appreciate uh, appreciate poop. that we're coming coming to see him, you know, and uh, and hang out with him. He really likes uh, NATO. <laughs> yeah. So this is an absolutely insane clip that one of our uh, one of our friends sent us earlier today, and this is from a World Economic Forum in 2018, and and I think the clip really does speak for itself. So so here we go. Exactly. Will the future masters of the planet look like? This will be decided by the people who own the data. Now, why is data so important? It's important because we've reached the point when we can hack not just computers, we can hack human beings and other organisms. Now, what do you need in order to hack a human being? You need two things. You need a lot of computing power and you need a lot of data, especially biometric data. But control of data might enable human elites to do something even more radical than just build digital dictatorships. By hacking organisms, elites may gain the power to re-engineer the future of life itself. Because once you can hack something, you can usually also engineer it. All of life, for four billion years, dinosaurs, amoebas, tomatoes, humans, all of life was subject to the laws of natural selection and to the laws of organic biochemistry. But this is now about to change. Science is replacing evolution by natural selection with evolution by intelligent design. Not the intelligent design, of some god above the clouds. But our intelligent the god. design and the intelligent design of our clouds, the IBM cloud, the Microsoft cloud, these are the new driving forces of evolution. And at the same time, science may enable life after being confined to, for four billion years to the limited realm of organic compounds, science may ena enable life to break out into the inorganic realm. All right, so there we go. Breaking we out are up. probably- Shut up. Breaking out to the inorganic realm. Now there is one other clip that I'm gonna to have to narrate for you because it's in, you know, Klaus Schwab, you know, I think speaking German or whatever, whatever he's speaking in this clip. Uh, but it, it sort of goes along to the same uh, wavelength of everything that we're talking about. So here we go on this clip. For this is- Okay. Speaks in French. Right. Speaks in French. No, it, it was. Uh, let me back it up because the first part was was frozen here. Today, at the end of this, we are talking about chips that can be implanted. When will that be? 
Certainly in the next 10 years, and at first we will implant them in our clothes, and then we could imagine that we will implant them in our brains or in our skin. And in the end, maybe there will be a direct communication between our brain and the digital world. What we see is a kind of fusion of the physical, digital, and biological world. This is from 2016. We call someone, we don't, we don't even have the reflex to take a device. It's done naturally. The technique continues the body. Yes, you talk and you say, I want to be connected with anyone now. And first you have the personalized bots. And when I saw that Mr. Zuckerberg predicted at the end of the year, he will have his robot and his personalized butler that is at his disposal. Like in Downtown Abbey, we will have our personal butler, our servant, our slave. Yes, but there is a difference. It is a servant that with artificial intelligence learns and that is not only your assistant for manual work, but that can really be an intellectual partner of you, okay? There's that one. And so it's just, there is like one other clip that John actually played, sent me yesterday is uh, it was definitely like, like a joke, like a spoof on, uh, I gotta go find this because we have like 9 million things that we had sent. So it was a, a spoof of that somebody made. Now, if one of you guys know like the origin stories of this, like that would be awesome if you could show where this came from. But I mean, it, again, this is a spoof, like, or I'm guessing it's a spoof that they wouldn't actually be dumb enough to actually put this out here. But, uh, and we will get back to like, different questions and stuff at the end. And so if you are uh, watching this, uh, you know, on the replay, this is, was live on YouTube and Float. We're going to be doing more of these live because, I mean, it's, there's just so much crazy stuff going on. And we've, and also want to give a big shout out to Arthur Diamond Hands, who's been helping us out tremendously behind the scenes, getting a lot of this information out. And I do have another walk and talk that I filmed down in Mexico the other day that will be coming out too, with just, just so much breaking information, uh, like Project Veritas videos, undercover stuff. But, you know, we'll focus today on World War IV, transhumanism, cyber. I mean, we got enough stuff on our plate today. But here is, again, I'm thinking this is a spoof video. If you guys know where this, this came from, what the origins of it, please let us know. But it really does show where they want things to go. But I believe this was done in satire, although it'd be funnier if it wasn't what they were actually planning so and john do i have this shared on my screen right now i, I uh lose my mind let's see if oh, i don't no i don't okay just one second here uh can you see it now holiday yep. Yep. to the south of france oh nice it's a long way by coach i know <laughs> it's just you know the environment yes we should all think of that i don't want to sound like a twat but i just you know i do think that we've all got a responsibility. I just do. No, you're right. We do. We all do. Why did you have him then? Sorry? Nothing uses carbon like a first world human, yet you created one. Uh, Why? Why would you do that? <sighs> he will produce 515 tons of carbon in his lifetime. That's 40 trucks worth. Having him was the equivalent of nearly six and a half thousand flights to Paris. You could have flown 90 times a year, there and back nearly every week of your life, and still not have the same impact on the planet as his birth had. Yeah, but I don't think... Not to mention the pesticides, detergents, the huge quantity of plastics, the nuclear fuels used to keep him warm. 
his birth was a selfish act. It was brutal. You have condemned others to suffering. In fact, if you really cared, what you'd do is cut his throat open right now. Excuse me. Or I could do it for you. I could take out the knife, make an incision in his neck, walk away. For YouTube, this is just there, uh, for information purposes only. We do not condemn, condone this. So. I could do it now. But look at me chatting. I think they're about to leave. I hope he gets over that flu. But maybe he just shouldn't. Now, I believe that that was, you know, obvious satire. However, that where things are, are going ultimately, and this is something I talked about on, you know, different walk and talks that I did, particularly there's one, I believe it's called like Erie Canal vlog. We're not going to get into everything, but essentially they want to get to the point where, I mean, they've already attacked most males where the sperm count in males have, in the Western world has already decreased by about 50%. They've done everything they could to basically decourage uh, people having families. You've got the whole trans agenda, which is really the transhumanist agenda. They want to implant us with microchips, which they're out here talking about wanting to implant us with microchips. And it's going to get to the point where you can't even have a child unless it's through some sort of, um, uh, well, in, in the future, it's not really going to matter anyways, because you're not going to have children because everything is going to be synthetic and they're going to probably kill off most of the people. But what they want to do is get to the point where in order to have uh, basically a child, it's going to have to be some sort of through some sort of in vitro fertilization. You're going to have to be uh, someone that's basically essentially incredibly well off in order to have a child. And then when you do have a child, they're going to hit you with a carbon tax because what creates more, and, th and this clip really described it amazingly because I've been saying this for a while, is what creates the most amount of carbon possible? It would be having a child. And so what they're going to do is they're going to hit you with sort of like this bond out of the gates or this debt that you're going to have to pay a carbon tax in order to have kids, or they're maybe just going to take your kids uh, from you and then, you know, sacrifice them to whomever. And this has always been going on throughout the ages, whether it's, you know, the Mayans or the Incans always doing sacrifice. And now we're at the point where it's not, they don't want to have, like, they, they basically view us as useless eaters and they don't want to have, you know, billions of people on the planet because as the big new Brzezinski, what was this, what was this quote? This quote was something uh, used to be far easier to control a million people than to kill a million people. And today it is far easier to kill a million people than to control a million people. And now luckily that motherfucker's dad is also, I mean, one of the founders of the trilateral commission, his daughter is Mika Brzezinski, who is on MSNBC pumping out propaganda with her husband, Joe Scarborough. But anyways, you know, digressing on that, it's going to get to the point where you are not going to be able to have kids. And if you do have kids you're going to have to go through in vitro. And then even if you do have that, then you're going to have to pay a carbon tax. And it's going to just get to the point where it's only the elite. And then you're going to be merged with machines and it's going to be at the point where if you're not merged with the machines, you're going to be left behind while as a breakaway civilization ends up emerging. And a lot of this mRNA uh, tech, which I guess I guess you can't really say too much of this stuff because, you know, we're already, you know, dancing on the lines of what you're allowed to say on uh, YouTube over here. But, you know, when you get, you know, that certain, you know, thing into you, I mean, they're basically using this to see, you know, what the essentially what the lethal level of the dose really is. And, you know, cause the ultra elite want to have this MRA technology going in you through nanotech to essentially try to keep people alive forever, then completely merge you with machines. And then by 2045, have your consciousness being able to get downloaded into essentially what is avatar. And if you think any of this sounds crazy, I mean, you obviously haven't read books by Ray Kurzweil. You haven't listened to what Klaus Schwab is talking about. You haven't, uh, 
you know, you haven't done the research, you haven't gone to the things like, I can't remember if it's 2045project.com or .org, but this is all things that people have been saying. But anyways, I've, I know I've been rambling a lot, so many different, I mean, each one of these things should be its own, uh, you know, that has hit us with so much information. I wish we could just be, you know, hanging out at the beach and not having to worry about any of this stuff. And it's almost at the point where does this stuff even matter? And, you know, are we going to be able to, to change the course of history and what's going on? Because, you know, I've been trying to change the course of history and everything's just been getting worse. But John is probably one of the is the first person I know that had the World Economic Forum Young Global Leaders on his radar screen and was talking about it and studying it. And now he's probably compiled a list of I think it's like 300 or 400 people that he's already gone through and dedicated. And so I'm going to shut up for a little bit. Let John, uh, you know, tell us what he's discovered on the Young Leaders World Economic Forum leaders. I know he has some clips. Uh, as well, actually, two of them you had sent me. So just let me. Uh, so John, if, if you want to take it away and let people know what you're looking at, and uh, or if you want to talk about some of what's going on in uh, Canada right now, because I know you guys are sort of like in this permanent, you know, martial law emergency going on over there. Yeah. So what's going on in Canada is uh, basically I've enacted the 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 predecessor of the War Measures Act that uh, was used in World War One, World War Two, and then uh, guess what? Pierre uh, used it against the uh, Quebecoises. Uh, uh, they actually kidnapped someone and then murdered. Uh, I forgot if it was a politician or who it was, but uh, then it was actually enacted. But that's the only time. And then of course they said. The liberals were debating it uh, the other day, and they said, oh, it's never been used. It's like, yeah, it's basically a predecessor, but you're supposed to have rights now. Charter rights, charter of freedom uh, rights, of course, should be covered this time. Like it wasn't uh, because uh, last time it was enacted by Papa Trudeau, uh, he had uh, like suddenly police came in and just beat the crap out of people everywhere. And it was pretty nasty, like because he was they were able to do whatever they wanted for a while until it got stopped. But this is actually, I, I want to show this before I go into the World Economic Forum, uh, because this is a government funded institution, uh, by the way. And if you guys look this up, uh, it was actually a colleague of mine, of all things, which is not too much into conspiracies. He found this uh, before me. And uh, it was very interesting because it's called Horizons uh, Canada. And, Believe it or not, it's actually a government-funded uh, organization in Canada because you can see it's a gc.ca. That means that it's a government organization. And as you can see here, uh, they have a lot of uh, different interesting uh, things here that they're looking at. You know, environments of sense, convergence of the digital and physical, uh, the biological effects on social experiences, human enhancement, uh, like these, this is basically like the fourth industrial revolution that's going on here. You can see government of Canada, uh, and this is embedded. This was written here, uh, by, uh, the horizon and it's a lady. Uh, her name is Kristen Funden, von der Elst and, uh, Assist, no, a cisgendered lady or like a lady like one of the uh, swimmers? She's that... a she, her, I think. She might be she, her, actually. Okay, a cisgendered lady. Okay. You don't, <laughs> know, you don't, you don't know these days. <laughs> yeah, so, but let's uh, let's take a little look at the uh, my actual group here uh, of, uh, I, I, I've uh, put in uh, individuals here. So there's the 36, about 3,600 members of the World Economic Forum. 
that I uh, have put together here. And as you could see, like I'm, I'm started, like I'm only of the 3,600, I'm only what, uh, 300, and, no, 200 and something in. Uh, and, and but what you could see is like I found a lot of interesting people just in the two first years. I'm done with 1993 and 1994, and it wasn't young global leaders, by the way, at the time, it was global leaders for tomorrow. And what happened was that uh, it was actually guess who leaked this stuff, uh, Tim? It was actually Richard Warner of all guys, the guys that the Princes of the Yen documentary, The Economist from Japan. Uh, that was actually asked to be a part of this, and he leaked it out, and then actually Klaus Schwab had to reorganize and change name of it. Uh, in 2000, I think it was 2003-4, he had to do it, and then they changed it to Young Global Leaders instead of Global Leaders for Tomorrow. So basically, Global Leaders for Tomorrow is kind of what they entail it to be. Uh, a lot of these people that were politicians suddenly got elected right after or, or were in office at the time, uh, and uh, look at here. Here's here's just a few little interesting tidbits that we have. Uh, Jose Manuel Barroso, he's the current board chair at Gavi, which is the global, what is that global uh, association for vaccine something? It's Bill Gates's, uh, pu you know, uh, pushing vaccines. Uh, we got Richard Branson uh is down here they're also, they're also tied in with the digital dollar foundation digital dollar project uh you know which is the cbdc and so it's just yeah. amazing that one of the head people of gabi is also one of the head people of that as well <laughs> yeah exactly no they're all over uh, it and and then we got gordon brown you know he's the former uh former finance minister of the uk and guess what tim uh he actually sold all the gold uh in the uk at the terrible timing and it's called uh brown's, brown's bottom. bottom yeah exactly uh, so he's here. He's actually at PIMCO right now and is an advisor to PIMCO, by the way, <laughs> the, the bond fund. Uh, and then, of course, we got uh, we had uh, uh, let's see. What's his name? We got Richard Branson, of course, is in here. Uh, you got uh, like so looking further down because they're younger than Branson. You got Bezos is in there. Uh, you got uh, Larry Page of Google, Sergey Brin of Google. Um, Yak Ma was in there. Uh, you had uh, uh, Peter T. Because not, some people might not know this, so that would be the, the Alibaba guy that's uh, right now. Yeah, Yak Ma is, yeah, they basically have uh, well, his he's lost his position. Uh, Japan, no, China, Japan, China has actually taken over Alibaba, by the way. So it's a full state-owned enterprise now, and it has nothing to say. Like that's basically what they do. They disappeared him for a while, and then they put him back out, and they basically told him that if you don't listen, you know, you'll disappear <laughs> pretty well. A uh, lot of politicians uh, that are interesting that are basically part of leftist. Uh, um, Ninety percent of them are leftists. You know, on the left side, anywhere from like socialists to liberals to uh, of course, what's the uh, communists uh, party members are, are on here. Um, tons of Wall Street people. Jamie Dimon was a member. And here, guess who was a member at the first one here? Oh, William H. Gates, uh, which is Gates's father, <laughs> by the way, Tim. So uh, this was before even Bill Gates. Bill Gates is further down. Uh, I think it was a little bit later. Uh, we got, uh, what's his name now? Very well-known guy. Uh, Lauren Summers uh, is here. Um, 
So he was a treasury secretary for uh, for Clinton, also like former yeah. Harvard, uh, I think former Harvard president as well, big time globalist scumbag. Oh yeah, big time. And he's also involved in the uh, G30 and, and the Financial Stability Board. He's a speaker at the Financial Stability Board a whole bunch of times. You got prime minister of Singapore. Uh, of course, like he is one of the, guys that have pushed the worst for during the pandemic it's like you basically got to pay like fifty thousand dollars to get into a hospital if you don't have uh uh your uh jab down in uh in singapore uh and of course there's so many other ones and and of course i found some canadians in here uh that are very interesting let's see here if i go like this hold on there tim uh it's a lot of data uh but here Here's, for example, uh, what, so the cabinet minister of, of Canada, so like the equivalent to secretary of defense and so on in, in the United States. So we have uh, the minister of, uh, what is it? International trade, export, promotion, small business and economic development of Canada. Uh, her name is uh, Mary Ung, uh, Mary Ung. And as you can see, the whole family is here, basically, as young global leaders, Tim, in 1995. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? And then she was actually, uh, this must have been a married name or something, because Tao Hing is also a part of a, a Hong Kong, really rich Hong Kong family. And so she's over here being a MP uh, in, in the parliament in Canada. And then we got a couple of parliamentary, like high up uh, the finance minister, the the uh, deputy prime minister of Canada, uh, Cynthia Freeland uh, is here. And now actually, uh, let's see here if it's on. Actually, here. can you can we talk a little bit more about her? Because isn't like isn't yeah. her wasn't her grandpa like uh, like directly underneath like Goebbels or something like that? And like well, she has. Let me, let me, let me, let me go here and I will, we'll take a look at her quickly. Cause I know we got a lot, so you can't just, you know, spend 20 minutes, everybody, but, oh, but, but not everyone is much of a nerd in this stuff as us. So, you know, you got to at least yeah. like give like a tiny bit of who they are. Cause not everybody knows, uh, you know, studying this stuff all day like you. Yeah. So we got, uh, let's see her. Dull Freeland was a farmer, uh, lawyer and a member of the liberal party. Uh, let's hear she also a uh, lawyer and ran for the NDP. Uh, no, we so don't care about her. No, no, I, I want to know like who. No, no, it was her. It was her grandpa that that I wanted to know about, not not her. So she's the one. So the people oh, yeah, that yeah. aren't where she's the one that said, you know, that GoFundMe and crowdfunding sites are not fully captured yet, and you know, same thing with digital currencies and and the one who enacted those FinTrack legislation, which is basically sort of like the Canadian version of uh, FinCEN. So essentially, trying to track all these different. Uh, transactions i think you said one of your friends basically mentioned that they were ready to roll with this stuff immediately as soon as uh as soon as they said the crypto yeah, i basically was told it was right out there and even on crypto exchanges they had the fintrack legislation already and uh anything over a thousand dollars are not getting tracked in canada uh during these uh you know the insane times that we live in so whenever you take out or you move thousand dollars that actually get that as a fintrack now uh trackable event and they actually fintrack you know covers and looks for uh terrorism uh, in canada by the way so that's how uh, interesting that is uh and uh but what is interesting though is like i, I want to mention something about freeland here and, and she actually she received 
her Bachelor of Arts in Russian History and Literature at Harvard University. During her time at Harvard, she visited the Soviet Union as an exchange uh, student to study Ukraine, although uh, she was not fluent in the language. Uh, while she was there, she attracted the attention from the KGB, which tagged her with the uh, codename Frida, uh, and, uh, and Soviet newspapers who attacked her as a foreigner meddling in international affairs over contracts uh, with Ukrainian activists. The KGB surveilled Freeland and tapped her phone calls and documented uh, the young Canadian actors delivering money, video recording equipment, and other personal computer uh, to uh, contacts in Ukraine. She used a diplomat at the Canadian embassy in Moscow to send material abroad to, uh, in a secret diplomatic pouch worked with foreign journalists on stories about her life in, in Soviet Union organized marches and rallies attention to uh, attention and support from Western countries. On her return from the trip to London uh, in March 1989. Okay, we got okay, we got, uh, got a lot of people let so, people get through. So we're not just reading off Wikipedia over here. So uh, yeah. but anyway, so she for people that uh, she's don't a know, Rhodes so scholar, she, by the way. <laughs> the road, so the road scholarship we have covered that with Richard Grove and yeah. and what all that tends to be. So we don't again. We each one of these shows would be you know 100 hours long if we had to get into every little detail. But yeah. she is the second in command essentially of Canada. So if Trudeau were to step down, she would I would say she is in command because she is the finance minister. Yeah, I was. So yeah, I, I yeah today who... finance ministers are basically the the president. Like there's there's no doubt about that. Uh, so she yeah, one no. of the, she is one of Klaus Schwab's like main little minions over there trying to get. Yeah, she done. actually got a she got a position now. She's sitting at the board or something right now. Oh, as of February, Tim, uh, she is now a board member of the World Economic Forum somehow. Uh, so she did great. She uh, right right as she was about to put in the war measure, the Emergency Measures Act, she suddenly became board member. And then we got another guy uh, in the Canadian uh, Parliament here. His name is uh, 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 Francois Philippe Champagne, and he's the Minister of Innovation, Science, and Industry in Canada. There's you want to get it off screen, sir? Because no one can read any of that any of that shit anyway. So yeah. I mean, if you and, and then uh, yeah, and, you can you, you got... can read it, but it's super small font. Yeah, so. and then we got uh, another lady called. Melanie Jolie, she's the Minister of Foreign Affairs in Canada. <laughs> and she has also been a part of communist parties and so on. Uh, and then you got uh, another one, Karina Gold. She's the Minister of Families, Children and Social Development in Canada. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's that's it for the Canadians. Uh, so there's five of them. Uh, and that's, it, I only, that's, that's it, only half the cabinet. <laughs> no, there's uh, there's so many ministers. It's like a total crazy fest over here. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's interesting. And then of course you have uh, you know owners of massive like conglom business conglomerates around the world, uh, tons of bankers like top banker uh, banksters. As I said, you know Jamie Dimon was a young global leader or global leaders for tomorrow. And they sort of uh, hide his name on there because he's always James, referred to yeah. as Jamie Dimon, but in there they call him James Dimon. So for yeah. anyone that's quickly <laughs> perusing this stuff, they may have missed that one, but or John Snyson did nothing gets by him. So yeah, because actually on the website that I pulled all these names from, actually he was not mentioned. 
<laughs> by the way, as a young global leader. And, and then, of course, Zuckerberg. Uh, you got, uh, at the same time, Steve Barchel of uh, Moderna was the same time as Zuckerberg, a young global leader. Um, there, there's so many, Tim. You know, we could go on for hours upon hours. On oh, Jean-Claude Juncker, the former head of the European Union, uh, was a member. Angela Merkel. Uh, then we got Emmanuel Macron. The Jahinda, whatever her name is, over in New Zealand. She okay, was some people a might not. Some people, I mean, we know this stuff like the back of her hand, but we just say these names. We got people that are just watching right now for the first time. So Emmanuel Macron, the the uh, French. Uh, I don't know what they call president. Prince over there. Rothschild was... banker, <laughs> former Rothschild yes. banker. So you, gotta, you just can't gloss over the stuff. So if you could just at least give like a quick like title of who they are, what, like what country they're they're from, because you know we might yeah. know this stuff, but not everybody else does. Yeah, well, well, well Macron is the president of, of uh, France right now, and he's also former Rothschild banker, of course. Uh, All right, well, he... seventy like half of America can't name who the fucking vice president is right now. So let alone yeah. who the president of France is. So when you're saying these yeah. names. Just, I mean, obviously our audience is a lot more informed, but if they go to yeah. send this to somebody else, we need to have documentation of who these people are. So it might be second knowledge to you, but you just got to go like back it up and say, okay, this person is from this yeah. area. Cause most people do not even know, probably couldn't even name who Kamala Harris is, let alone uh, who the <laughs> oh, president of France is. And we got our buddy Bono that totally screwed me over. I hate him to uh, like so deeply because his, his music Bono actually or? starts playing oh. Bono yet. Uh, from uh, from hey. the you know Ireland or whatever he's from, uh, and, and then didn't of they, course, but didn't like force all of his crappy music on like uh, I know, Apple like it started to play, it started to play every freaking time. Yeah, I start my car and it start playing his damn music. I you know like <laughs> it's like you can't stop it. It's there. Like it's Ryan, like Ryan, Ryan Hogue is writing that I'm trying to get back over about three thousand subs. So maybe someone got mad that we weren't. Uh, you know, going over exactly who all these people were and giving proper documentation. So uh, funny, at one point I saw a couple of days ago, it dropped back down to 2.98 thousand after being stuck at 2.99 thousand for about six months. And we got over 3,000 and now back under under 3,000. Yeah. So screw oh, you, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just want to make a quick plug. You guys can go to timandjohnshow.com or if you guys are watching this on the replay, the links would be in the show notes to basically sign up for the email list. And then all this uh, great information will be emailed out to you. I do apologize for some of the crappy audio. I got a brand new cable because apparently that was uh, was the Amazon cable piece of shit. Best Jeff Bezos one that I had that kept screwing up. And now uh, if I were to hit it slightly, it would go through to my other mic. But now I can mess with it completely. And it's, well, hopefully it's still good. Let me know if it's not good. But uh, anyways, yeah, so I do apologize for that. But it looks like things are a lot better now and uh but yeah anyways keep, keep going with uh with, with your list some other notable people that you've uh come across yeah you got uh, jacinda arden which is the prime minister of australia uh, of australia of new zealand uh you have uh, you know several prime ministers uh as i said you know the singaporean current singaporean prime minister uh, there's, you know, former prime minister of Mexico or Russia, uh, not um, they're Russia, cri- but... they're, they're crime ministers, not prime ministers. Yeah, exactly. And, and there's so many Russians, by the way, here, Tim, there's an insane amount of Russians, uh, that I found like, so, so probably already in that group of uh, almost 300 is 20 Russians. Almost. <laughs> so they got lots of Russians in there. Uh, and yeah, I mean, then there's like 7% or something so far of everything. <laughs> Yeah, 
yeah, and it's pretty crazy who uh, who else is in here. Let's see if we can find some some other interesting name. Like it's actually right now it's very searchable. So if people are interested to know if anybody anybody's in there, even though I haven't gone through them or looked through them. Like Dan 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 Crenshaw, that uh, pirate out of Texas, who's like the fake freedom guy who I've never liked. He was, I believe, one of the young economic reform leaders as well. Yeah, was he's Tulsa, in was there. Tulsa, was Tulsa 2019. Gabbard? Yeah, Tulsa Gabbard. Yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, I guess, you know, she, and I guess if you're going to judge a tree by, by its fruits, you know, she has put out a lot of good stuff, but I mean, she has, you know, CFR connections and, you know, but with that yeah. said, I guess she has, but it's not to say every single person there, you know, is bad or evil, but, you know, there's probably about a 99% chance you are a scumbag <laughs> if you're at one of those <laughs> meetings, but not to say that, you know, you have to be, but more than likely that is, uh, that that is the case, but oh, you know. and then they got uh, Victor Orban, you know, current uh, prime minister of uh, of uh, what's that place? Uh, Never Hungary. heard of him. Uh, though he's he actually was pushing for vaccines of kids, by the way, and he called uh, people mentally insane if they, they didn't take the vaccine. Uh, so the, there's a lot of the, there was uh, and coming up, I do uh, have a walk and talk that I just filmed in Mexico where it's based on the Project Veritas video where it has the FDA manager who is on a hidden camera <laughs> and saying, you know, hey, we you know get billions of dollars a year from you know big pharma and big agra, and so you know, of course, you know, we're gonna basically you know approve, you know, expedite, you know, getting all this stuff approved, and yeah. you know, and it's there's just so many different angles that that this is all. Hit on. So I don't know if you want to, you know, maybe shift gears and talk about, you know, what's going on over there in uh, Kanakistan up there, because you yeah, know one of, our, I, one of our good friends, Dan Dix, uh, and I do, you know, implore you guys and encourage you guys to uh, donate to Dan. But, but real quick, just kind of backing up. So timandjohnshow.com, sign up for the email list, and, and at the end of the month, what I will be giving out was my uh, webinar that I gave for clients. I'm going to cut off the question and answer portion of this, but it's. I would say out of all the various uh, you know web client webinars that I've done and, and presentations that I've done, this is probably the most impactful one that I've given and well-documented and researched, not just sort of winging it like one of these uh, that I gave. And that was for clients only. But if you guys sign up for timandjohnshow.com on that email list, then just another way for us to reach you guys. I've been terrible at actually emails, but now I have Arthur Diamond Hand sending out all these. So thank you very much for that. But uh, yeah, so you know, if you guys sign up, I will be sending it sometime towards the end of this month, early next month. That client webinar was jam-packed of great information that you guys all want to see. And so what I want to do right now, why uh, John maybe uh, clues, you know, gets a, a few different clips uh, ready himself is show our good friend, Dan Dix, who is actually in Ottawa right now with, you know, in a hospital or not in hospital, he's laying, um, you know, laying down right now, uh, hurt with some broken ribs right now. So you know, we do pray for his, his uh, quick healing, but here's what's going on from the front lines. Uh, this was happening to journalists over, over in, uh, over in Ottawa. So play a little clip from this. Oh, God. Holy. Oh, oh shit, 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 shit. Oh, God. Oh, they're getting trampled. Hear that? Oh, this is brutal. Yeah, little Trudeau's goons. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. There's some sort of yeah. <laughs> gas in the air. I just took a baton to my ribs. That was brutal. Some guy just, oh my God. Uh, 
think I might have a, a bruised rib or something. They're advancing again right now. I told you they're moving quick, very quick. I gotta get out of here. Yeah, look, at, look at this one. Oh, there we go. Look at wow. this struggle. Hey, look, 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 throw this guy down. Holy shit. What the hey, fuck? Hey, no. Dude, what Little the fuck? Watch out, watch out. Holy shit. These guys are not real men. Holy. This is some of the most heavy-handed police I've seen. Oh my god. I might have a broken rib here. What the fuck are you guys doing, yo? Who's the And I do, you know, encourage everyone to go and donate to Dan. I know that myself and John both have uh, donated to Dan today because, you know, you know, it takes a lot of balls to be doing this. And, yeah. you know, and right now he is laid up in bed right now. So, you know, and, and really what I think what, what should be done is that instead of protecting to serve, it's really I think the police motto is to protect and serve the new world order. I mean, because that's exactly yeah. what they're doing. They're not, and, and is it true, John, that basically they couldn't find very many cops from Ottawa that wanted to do this, their fellow brethren, so they had to ship in all these, you know, goons well, from different areas of Canada, pay them a shitload of money yeah. extra to do this. And, you know, what? You know, if you're a woman over there married to one of these assholes, you should maybe stop having sex with him, stop, you know, because really maybe that's how it will end up stopping because this, like you think that, oh, we're going to do this for a paycheck. Well, guess what? There's not going to be a future for you guys because, you know, your pensions, you're going to do, oh, you're doing for your pensions? Oh, your pensions aren't going to be fucking paid. Oh, you already had to get the shot. Or actually, I guess some of the police didn't have to get the shot. That was like part of the deal. So, you know, you guys are absolutely ruining the future of your kids, your grandkids. You might not even, you know, have grandkids, you know, at the, at the rate things are going for some of these younger, you know, idiots. And, you know, what you got, can't even have a hundred IQ and be a cop. And even though the IQ is based on an average, so now that hundred IQ level is, is going down, but you know, it just, and these are, and I bet a lot of the people who are there are probably more like, uh, you know, pro freedom, obviously pro freedom. I almost said more America, but we're in Canada, but th these are more of the people that probably would traditionally support the blue or back the blue. And we're probably against black lives matter, but you know, the police are, you know, standing down for black lives matters as they're burning down cities, but Oh no. when you've got, you know, the pro freedom people who are generally pro police, you know, it's just the fact that these, you know, just, absolute idiots are going in there and i don't want to hear anybody defending oh no, the cops aren't bad well you know what a good cop is a good cop's one that goes and arrests the bad cops so unless you've arrested the bad cop you can shut the fuck up because you are one of the bad cops because and then say oh it's just a few spoiled apples a few rotten apples uh but they never say like what the saying is the saying is like a few bad apples spoiled the whole bunch so the whole bunch is spoiled we're at the point now where you know obviously a lot of us have seen this you know 10 12 years ago what the police were going to be used as a foot soldiers to come in here and bring in all this tyranny but do you think that do you think the new world order cares about the police you think that they give a shit about you guys you think they give a rat's ass to you guys what they're going to do is you're going to have like a night of long nights to come after you guys as soon as you're done you know installing this tyranny because they, they've already they don't care about you they're going to wrap you out have you get into yeah. war with you know black lives matters and and then you're gonna have the people going up against the police and when all this stuff breaks down there's not even gonna be police because the police are gonna be you think like when there's food shortages and the grid's going out there's even gonna be police no they're gonna be at home protecting their own families and they're gonna wish 
that they weren't fucking idiots that actually, you know, that they actually stood up to what's going on instead of bringing in the tyranny. So all these cops have no balls. You know, the only cop that has a ball is one that goes and takes off his helmet, puts it down and does the right thing. Because at this point, we're so far down the road of tyranny that you'd have to be a complete idiot or a cop to not realize what's going on. So I don't care. All the people out there, oh, well, I, my cousin is this guy and he's a good guy. You know what? He's not a good guy. He's someone that's going out and doing a paycheck. And if he was alive 2,000 years ago, he'd be nailing Jesus to a cross. So I don't want to hear about how good these cops are because the only good cop is one that's going to go and rat out a bad cop. And But guess what? You're not allowed to. Everything is controlled at the top. And it's not. And the, the police of today are much different than the police 30, 40, 50 years ago. And you know, I'm, just, I'm getting heated up right now. I think I had... Well, they've they picked uh, too much up seltzer water from, to get me going. <laughs> they picked up people from every city, Tim. Uh, and, and there were literally people with badges. There's actually some people, uh, some goons, the, the people with like full military vests that look like really military green. Uh, they actually didn't have any patches or nothing because they're little pussies, uh, you know, that trying to hide behind, you know, the 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 armor that they have. Uh, you know, against actually defenseless people that doesn't have any weapon whatsoever to defend themselves, uh, and they, uh, they, the little goons. And actually, let me let me show you this thing because this is something that uh, they kind of panicked at uh, during their debate against this war measures act. And, and let me play something here uh, to see what uh, what you know people think about this one. Jack up the audio. Audio needs to go way up. Can you hear it? No, the audio needs to go way up. Okay, so the audio. And actually, I do have this clip in my upcoming walk and talk video that uh, is forthcoming. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, it's funny how uh, yeah, we didn't. No, so when you go to share, you might have to click the button that says uh, "Optimize for for oh, video oh, audio" on there. Maybe oh, that was sorry. the problem. Uh, let's go in here, share. Oh yeah, I didn't. Sorry, my fault. Let's hear this one. Thank you, Mr. Speaker, and I listened to my colleague's speech. I had a constituent that wanted me to ask a question about outside interference to our democracy. Klaus Schwab is the head of the World Economic Forum, and he bragged how his subversive WWEF World Economic Forum has quoted infiltrated governments around the world. He said that his organization had penetrated more than half of Canada's cabinet. And I was wondering, in the interest of transparency, could the member please name which cabinet ministers are on board with the WEF's agenda? My concern is the deputy order, order, order. Uh, which ones aren't. I know uh, the member was in a, a really good good question there, but the, the the audio is really really bad and the video is really really bad as well. Um, and I and I and I apologize. I don't know if if the member. Okay, uh, let's let's uh, let's try again. The honorable the, the, the honorable member for Timmins James Bay. Mr. Speaker. <laughs> yeah, and as you can see, these uh, these little goons say. Uh, uh, they get a little scared, you know, when they get confronted with reality. Uh, and what's there. he wear? What's he wearing up there? He's like some pilgrim or something. Jesus, like with that. Uh, it, it's like the British, like in insanity of like I don't, I don't even know. Like I, I, I hate politicians. I, I tried to start a po political party and saw what kind of scum is running around in the political system, both in like that was on the provincial level, but 
you know, there's so much scum running around. That you know what the scum included? It it included uh, Justin Trudeau's best buddy. Uh, I'm not gonna mention his name because he's a cunt. Uh, uh, hey, wait, 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 we're on, we're on, we're on YouTube, so yeah, sorry. Okay, so you're not, yeah, you're not allowed to say uh, punt. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> it is, it is actually, it is, it is Tuesday. See you in uh, yeah. another 248 years for the next Pluto conjunction. <laughs> okay, though. Well, anyway, so let's yeah, let's get over that. That was short and, for uh, con- cut that conjunction. Out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cut it out. We're Anyways, uh, <laughs> his name is Matthew Ostro, and he works here at the Jewish Business Council. And he had Justin Trudeau come over for the birth of his child. And guess what? The little guy told me he was very proud when he told me talking about foreign interference. They actually used the the, uh, the campaign team for Obama. And then brought it over to do the campaign for uh, hope, hope and change. Yeah, well, so the, it was change, right? But then, you know, guess what? Uh, Justin Trudeau ran on real change. <laughs> so much of a difference, right? So you have uh, those guys, and then you had uh, Bob Axworthy in there, which is Lloyd Axworthy, former for, uh, foreign minister of Canada, and he sits at the UN now. His brother, uh, he tried to sabotage my party, and then of course the election. Manitoba tried to sabotage my party by cutting 5,000 signatures on my 7,500 uh, and I needed 5,000 so they cut us out uh, and then of course the Winnipeg Free Press or our local news media came after me as well so I, I know everything about how aren't they aren't they uh, the organizers of the rally like some women they're trying to throw in jail for like 10 years and they're not letting her out in bail and all this other crap that's going on from I mean, Manitoba that's... by the way this is so tyrannical. You know, let me play. I don't play one a quick clip here. This is Bill Gates, who, mind you, I have never seen Bill Gates in a mask. I mean, has anybody seen Bill Gates in a mask? So this is a clip of Bill Gates basically trying to say, "Oh, it's so tyrannical that we've got to wear masks." Uh, anyways, I'll, I'll just play. Here, here we go. Just one second. What about masks? I think there are a lot of people in America who are confused about whether they should be wearing a mask. And in the United Kingdom, for example, they've scrapped that altogether. Well, that's interesting. You know, what is the downside of wearing a mask? I mean, it's got to be tough. You know, you have to wear pants. Uh, I mean, this is tough stuff. These societies are so cruel. Why do they make you wear pants? I'm trying to figure it out. Uh, <laughs> We're very glad you have yours on. Um, so, uh, that will be on the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like uh, they're, they're almost starting to laugh like Dr. Evil's counsel there. Uh, and meanwhile, just... meanwhile, he's probably sitting about three feet from all these women. You've got, yeah. uh, you know, I've never seen him in mass. Have you, have you ever, why, why isn't he in a mask? If he's you know, within <laughs> six feet of them, have you ever seen that guy in a mask ever once? Well, have, if, also, have you ever, if, yeah. if you're basically one of the richest fucking people in the world, what was stopping him? And he's, you know, this, you know, soothsayer that saw all this stuff coming. What prevented him from basically buying a fucking mask factory over the last decade Supplying the world with billions of masks, and then being on the on the ready to deploy these masks, assuming that the masks even work. And now, I, I, just a guy like me, actually, I did own masks nine years ago in 2013. Funny because I didn't wear them for this. But you know, if Bill Gates saw all this stuff coming, instead of you know giving money to like you know millions of dollars to NPR and all you know hundreds of millions of dollars to different you know stations all across the world. How come he didn't go and stockpile masks? How come he didn't stockpile all these other things that would have, you know, saved the world instead of, you know, co- going up here, but like, oh, well, the government should have been doing this. And I'm just going to sit up here in my ivory fucking tower and try to tell everybody what to do. Yeah, I, I haven't seen Bill Gates, you know, going and, you know, actually preparing for this. His answer for everything is that they, everybody needs well, and to have that jab in their arm of something that we can't talking about Talking about that, Tim, actually, there's, uh, I think it's, that's the same forum where he actually, there's another video of him actually saying that, 
uh, you know, it's it's very sad that uh, we actually have, uh, you know, the the Omicron giving natural immunity. Uh, another another that, video, another another yeah. clip that I'm playing in the upcoming yeah. in the upcoming podcast from the uh, from walking on the beach that I did down in Mexico. So it's funny yeah. that we didn't coordinate any of this stuff, but yet <laughs> no. you're hitting on a lot of these exact same. And, and this one is for the history books because remember what we started with him? It was my the Canadian version of the "Don't Thread on Me" uh, sign, and I don't know if you guys saw what that was. That was actually a walker. And, and let me show you here. So, like, there's a whole bunch. Actually, and that, that's whole, so that's in America that'd yeah. be referred to as the Gatson flag, which was yeah, the Gatson first uh, the first Navy flag, I believe. I think it was like the John Paul Jones Navy flag. And now you've got the Navy warships who are cruising around the Mediterranean Sea trying to start stuff with Putin. And uh, and there was a couple other clips uh, that that you had sent yeah. me that were that were really uh, that were really good. And so, did you want to say something first before I go to these other clips that you had? Oh, uh... sure. You got the, yeah. If you, if you have them there, then uh, it's fine. We can talk about them. Okay. I want to talk about the actual like. So the flag that I showed was a uh, you know a walker, and uh, you'll see right away like this was uh, what the police here said, and it was a uh, it was actually the police chief of Ottawa. He said that they threw a bike at him. Uh, at the horse, and, and as you can see here, that bike was actually used to protect uh, this uh, poor. It was actually so. We talk about the people that are there as white supremacists and Nazis and all this stuff. But meanwhile, when when uh, what's his name? Uh, meanwhile, they were funding stuff. actual neo Nazis in Ukraine to overthrow their democratic elected president, so that way we can get into the situation that we're in today, uh, yeah. like eight years ago. But oh, we're not. Yeah, there discuss, you go. We're not discuss funding actual neo Nazis or what's her, what's her name? Cynthia Freeland, whose grandfather was one of the top Nazis underneath Goebbels. Uh, I think it's that's and. Getting, well, on the top of that, she studied Russian and Ukrainian his history, and she was over there. Actually, she was a, a agent, basically, working for the, you know, for the intelligentsia to try to disrupt things when she was there over there in the Soviet Union. So she's she might actually be a, a agent for CSIS or something uh, potentially here as well that we, we don't know about because these people are interesting. And of course, like we in the World Economic Forum, we got Anderson Cooper and, and Sanjay Gupta was uh, members there as well. Anderson Cooper, CIA, yeah. his mom, uh, yeah. what is it? Uh, Victoria, uh, I'm just drawing a blank. Yeah. Gloria Vanderbilt. Uh, his, yeah. his dad came from like the Astor family. So we've got two of the richest families in the world and it, that, you know, basically promote that have, uh, you know, yeah. produced, you know, that piece of trash. But, but he's gay. Know, so it's okay yeah. if you want to, you know, enslave the world, as long as you're gay, as long as you're yeah. Tim Cook, you can run slave factories. But, you know, as long as you take it from yeah. other guys, then, you know, it's okay then. So you're not allowed to criticize, you know, people running actual slave camps. Uh, if you're gay. So, you know, you can just, you know, they can just, you know, paint over everything with like a rainbow flag or Black Lives Matters. But as long as you, uh, and then all these, you know, Black Lives, where's Black Lives Matters activists protesting, you know, Nike or protesting Apple or protesting. Well, that's uh, Justin Trudeau is a Black Lives Matter activist. He, he is self-proclaimed, you know, very supportive of them. Oh, he's been in, well, he's been in black, black face activists. I mean, all the times he's been in <laughs> black blackface. <laughs> but he's been in blackface how many times? At least like two or three that I've seen. Well, I can't remember. I I forgot no. this clip that you had sent me. I know it was good, so I'm not gonna lead into it because I know it was good. I can't remember what it was, but because uh, you know we're we're going live here. You know I, I don't have you know all day to prepare for this stuff. You know it's sort of just winging this, and uh, so thank you guys for bearing with me. But here we go from the clip that John sent me earlier today with one of your uh you know parliamentary secretary of children and families people. Here we oh, go. Oh, this one. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, 
dismayed and angry and hurt, horribly hurt. So how many Nazi flags does it take? How many donors? All right, the Nazi flags were saying that Trudeau was acting like a Nazi, and then you guys were the ones yeah. funding the actual <laughs> fucking Nazis in Ukraine. Just unbelievable. From the Capitol riots. Yeah. It's 1,100 and counting. Oh, 1,100 people donated? Oh, my God. illegal blockades. You know, that's embarrassing that that's only 1,100 people donating. Like, that is, at first, I'm oh, that's 1,100 insurrectionists. Like, these are all the insurrectionists from January. Oh, okay. 16th. So, like, the, okay. Yeah, that's what she's saying. How many guns <laughs> need to be seized? How much vitriol do we and, have and to see? Cut that out. So, actually, those which guns is- were seized at a uh, Alberta, the Coots border crossing in Alberta, where they had that the That seems so staged. That and, seems so staged. And, and, well, the, actually, the guys were like basically some kind of white supremacist group that had infiltrated the group, right? Like, so these guys are just plonked in there to then discredit everything, and so everybody could come after them. Yeah, I see it time and time again. All right, here we go. It's yeah. an acronym for Hail Hitler. Oh, honking you your horn is now an acronym for Hail Hitler. Oh, that's that's funny. Well, actually, these- see, that's what they were, Tim. That's what they were doing. They were Hong Kong, like they wanted to say Hail uh, Trudeau. Basically, that's I guess that's what it means. Yeah, sorry. Protesters on social media. How much, how many times do we have to see clear indicators that what is out there is not about the hard two years that every Canadian has suffered, but is about something much deeper (laughs) and darker and uglier that is threatening the stability of this house, the work that we do as legislators each and every day for our constituents, the democracy that we have to uphold. When will it be an emergency for you oh, and your colleagues across the Well, so like a democracy is a tyranny for the majority. And actually now you see a really good example of what happens when you have a tyranny for the majority. Uh, yeah, if you, if you don't agree with, you know, uh, these guys, you're Nazis or you, whatever they want to label you and then they come and beat the crap out of you on the streets. Uh, and, uh, Tim, I don't know if you had that video available of that. The Trude- the Trude- Trude- one? Uh, well, actually I'll play the Trude- I've one got that one. I've got that and... one pulled up. I mean, yeah. the thing is like the, the, all their voices and the cadence and how it's all practiced and rehearsed and like the NLP <laughs> that is just going into, oh, yeah. you know, getting people that are already in this like program state to believe it. Oh, it's just this good looking six foot two guy that, which I don't even think he's that good looking, not that I'm gay anyways. But the thing is like all these women get fooled by people like him and Gavin Newsom, who also, you didn't even mention him. So Gavin Newsom is also yeah, he's a member of, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, you know, we only got through, you know, what you probably named like 50 out of the 3000 people, but it's just (laughs) crazy. I mean, it's just like everywhere you can't throw a rocket, you know, one of these places without you know running into one of these guys. Anyways, here's uh, the crime minister out of Canada. Damn it. As I said, the Emergencies Act is not something to undertake lightly. And it's something that needs to be momentary, temporary and proportional. That's why every single day I'm receiving briefings and we are reflecting on how much longer the Emergencies Act needs to be in place. We don't want to keep it in place a single day longer than necessary. But even though uh, the blockades are lifted uh, across border uh, openings right now, uh, even though uh, things seem to be resolving very well in Ottawa, this state of emergency is not over. 
there continues to be real concerns uh, about the coming days, uh, but we will continue to evaluate every single day uh, whether or not uh, it is uh, time and we are able to lift this state of emergency. That's how he starts off this whole thing. <laughs> Man. What, what yeah. was the clip you wanted me to play? Well, actually, actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play a, I'm gonna play a clip of the uh, the insurrectionist, you know, a white supremacist here, uh, because th this one is very interesting. This is actually the lady that lately got trampled, and we'll show the disturbing video of it after. Uh, but this is actually before uh, she uh, she was there, you know, that she actually got trampled. Hello, everyone. Um, I just looks pretty threatening. Soul. Her name is Candy. And Candy, can you tell us um, who you are and why you're here? I'm Candy. I'm doing this for the kids. All kids need to interact with each other, be able to play sports, and their parents be able to come and watch their children play sports. I have been a Carnival worker for 35 years, and he said, "You get the jab, you get the jab, you can go to work." So I got two vaccines, and that never happened. The carnival did go out last year, but on a smaller scale, not a full. It's really, it's really hard to hear. So I mean, I think we're gonna start losing people. Yeah, the, the, but anyway, so this is the this is the cute old lady, uh, by the way, that was run over. And actually, we're gonna go straight into that. We, yeah, we still have it on the video. Air, and this is what happened. Like this is the insanity, uh, and the police brutality was just insane, as you can see. And meanwhile, they said like, oh, you know, like they're really, uh, they've been really like uh, angry mob. You know, like they tried to attack us. And it's actually the total opposite. It's like full gaslighting. Oh, come on through. when you have uh, you know when people want to have individual freedom of choice uh, in Canada and, and this is how disturbing and uh, and all the goons that are out there little, little uh, tough guys you know like with horses you know that could run over old ladies with walkers actually an Aboriginal lady by the way guys she's a Mohawk uh, Indian you know uh, and and the Mohawks are actually a warrior tribe former warrior tribe and you you don't mess with them they actually have uh, took down a police officer one time that they tried. They had a huge dispute uh, many, many years back in Canada as well. So the Mohawks are not to mess with, uh, and they're going to be very pissed off. I wonder if they're just trying to, you know, trigger these people uh, so they could, you know, further take them down with the war with these measures uh, that they're putting out there. But this lady is, you know, uh, barely survived. She was in in the hospital with many broken bones and. 
and so on. This old lady that you know lost her. Uh, basically, she was afraid of everybody around her losing her job, and she wanted to stand up for people. Uh, and as you could see here, here's the. Uh, hold on here. If we can just pull, I'm just gonna pull this up, Tim. Uh, this is actually just a uh, quick picture of like there's there's that bike you know that she she threw at them. It's it's her walker. This old lady needs a walker, you know. Uh, to survive yeah. and to walk around, so it, it, it's just such a sad, sad affair of states uh, when when things like that happen. And on off the front line, when I was watching Dan Dix, there's like Sikhs there, there's like tons of black people, all kinds of races and religions that are uh, actually there that just want their uh, you know their the individual freedom of choice back because people like me have actually been locked. Tons of black people uh, there. I can't. The uh, like Toronto Raptors yeah. show up. I mean, how many black people are in Canada? Well, I, I can't, I can't travel anywhere, right? So, like, and, and a lot of these people, but there's also tons of people that were, you know, uh, took the vaccines and did all this stuff, and they actually want to stand with people uh, for individual freedom because they kind of see what is coming here, and it's a, a the start of a totalitarian regime. Uh, which is, you know, getting more and more intensified, and especially with this, uh, who knows what he's going to do now. I think, Tim, and I talked to a banker friend of mine that's high up there, and he thinks that this is the start, Tim, of capital controls, especially with that FinTrack, you know, money movement and so on in Canada. I, I think oh, and, then, that, and, like, and then from the yeah. capital controls, is then going to be, be price controls, and then when it's going to be like, oh, well, the food, you know, can't go up X amount of percentage, so we need, it needs to be kept flat, and then there's not going to be any... There's going to be shortages of goods everywhere. And I think that when they start rolling out this cyber attack, which, you know, you see them pumping this up everywhere. I mean, I've already, you know, showed the clips. Actually, we haven't gone over the clip. Actually, I haven't even watched this clip. Actually, wrong, uh, wrong screen I'm trying to share right now. But you've got, yeah, Ukraine-Russia crisis, cyber attacks could affect the U.S. And so, you know, what people need now is they need to be getting prepared immediately with you know, off-grid power generation, whether it's generators, which now costs, you know, if you listen to us, you know, a year and a half ago, you could have done so about 300% cheaper. Yeah. And I believe the other day when I looked on Amazon, the same one I got was about 300% more. And you can't even get it for about the middle of April if you were to order it today. So if you didn't, you know, heed the warning now or back then, you're going to pay 300% more and uh, you're not going to get it for another two months. So, you know, you need to have some sort of way, you know, it comes down to Maslow's hierarchy need, like food, water, shelter. I mean, you guys, hopefully if you're listening to us, you've all already done this stuff a long time ago. Uh, if you're listening in America, obviously never give up the guns. Don't give into this tyranny. Uh, the answer to this stuff is to not vote harder. Obviously, you know, that's not going to get us anywhere. So, you know, at this point, people, I mean, I've been trying to get out information. You've been trying to get out information. A lot of people watching have been trying to get out information to stop all this stuff. And it's almost at the point now where, and the thing is, I hated getting into the day-to-day -day type of stuff and just, you know, having a bitch fest about everything that's going on because it doesn't really help anybody out. But, you know, when you got World War Four launching and the Pluto conjunction yeah. and all this stuff, you know, so today is, you know, okay, you know, I'll have a bitch fest when World War Four is starting and sorry for my language as fucking world war wars world, uh, world war world war four is starting and it's because this we are in such a precarious spot right now and if anyone's just joining us you know i'd implore you to go back to my first five minute rant where i really did a better job of sort of encapsulating everything that's going on and i guess you know while we're complaining about stuff uh did you happen to see the video of charlie munger so charlie munger i mean you know this is uh he's warren yeah. buffett's number two the guy's like 98 years old and did you happen to see like he's doing some like panel the other day and it was like he's hitting like, a hot button of like everything that pissed me off, you know, making fun of anti-vaxxers and people in crypto. And I think I, I couldn't find this real quickly, but 
I, I see the one about the vaxxers, but for crypto, he's like, you know, I, you know, basically, you know, if I ever found out that anyone in my family was married to anybody that was into crypto, you know, I would disassociate from them and be embarrassed and going on to say that it should be banned and it should have never even been allowed in America and, and how, you know, it's great what China's doing and, you know, defending China, taking over Jack Ma. I mean, this guy is just like every single subject that possibly he could have talked about, which is something his answer, like basically just pissed me off and no matter what he said. So, you know, since I'm already on fire over here, pissed off with so many different things, let's just keep it going right now with Charlie Munger. I know, uh, and again, he is Warren Buffett's number two, like basically the entire time, uh, you know, Berkshire Hathaway has been there. I'm not sure of the entire time, but the guy's 98. So obviously he's been around a while, but here we go. Oh, I think with the volumes off though, Charlie, does it look like it's winding down to you? And what does that mean for our economy and society? I think, it, I think he's winding down. Well, to some extent, it's terra incognito. Looks like he's going to die. Nobody, it looks like it's the, old, <laughs> the, the 1919 flu, holy moly. which killed half of 1% of all the people in America. Bang. And we didn't stop the economy at all. We just let them die and buried them. And we had to do that because we we're still in the middle of a war and our troops were in Europe and so forth. And this one was totally different. And nobody had any experience with anything on this scale before. And nobody could remember, nobody alive can remember what happened in 1919. So we've been doing the best we can with it. I have too bad his dad didn't die in the war. The that'd be right around the time he was born, two years before. Fear of vaccination and a big chunk of the policy of the nation. Speaking for myself, I couldn't wait to be vaccinated. And I think the risks of being vaccinated are way less than the risk of not being vaccinated. So it's really massive. Well, for you it is, because you could die for anything. Vaccination. Right now. And we probably have 30% of the people in the country that think vaccination is evil and coming after them like the hobgoblins. And it's not good that there's that much ignorance left. Should we have mandatory vaccines then, Charlie? Well, if I were running the world, of course it would be mandatory. When I was in World War II's army, they didn't ask me if I wanted a vaccination. They just vaccinated me. It didn't hurt me or anybody else in that world. We all just submitted to whatever the government told us to submit to. And it was no big deal. And so... I don't like yeah, big I, chunks of the I country can't going this, crazy. This fucking government love fest here. I would argue that the anti-vaxxers are disturbing. crazy. Anti-vaxxers. It isn't that there's zero <laughs> risk in vaccination. It's just that it's the so much safer to be vaccinated not vaccinated. And it's so much more considerate to your fellow citizens. So it's, it's a massive kind of ignorance that 30% of the people have. And of course it isn't good. Hey. Listen. Oh my God! Dolly. Now there you was will... there was a clip of him talking about crypto. I can't find it, but I mean, uh, I basically, you know, to the extent that uh, you know he would piss people off talking about vaccines, uh, you know, also pissing people off talking about crypto and pretty much everything the guy says. Just so I, I got a question for you, Charlie. How come I didn't get sick? 
from COVID when I had three people around me get COVID. Uh, two of them, uh, one of them were double vaxxed. One of them were triple vaxxed. It was an unvaxxed guy. That's fine. You know, but he got equally sick as the triple jab guy. <laughs> and why, why didn't I die? Why am I not dead? Charlie, why did I not die? I would have answers. Uh, yeah. So anyways, I mean, that was, you know, you know, I'm not sure how much. Let me see if we have any, if we have any questions here. Uh, I mean, I know uh, Robert McKenna is saying we've got to talk about uh, the solutions. I did actually, I believe the recent walk and talk that I did actually was called was focused on solutions. So, you know, with, you know, everything going on today, you know, wanted to sort of, you know, just encapsulate what the World Economic Forum leaders, what their agenda is. We'd already talked about how, you know, there's so many different, you know, pieces of the pie and whether it's, you know, CBDCs and transhumanism and, you know, carbon, uh, getting that down to zero. <laughs> so, you got, John, so want to explain what's going on? Okay. So he had a, a little meme yeah. of uh, Klaus Schwab with all the little minions there with Justin Trudeau and uh, yeah, there was Jacinda, and... Jacinda, Macron, and Trudeau, <laughs> little babies, uh, is posing with there. But you know, the, these guys, Tim, and and when you when you actually talk about these guys, like I read a book from a guy that's a uh, you know self-prescribed technocrat, and what these guys want is just full control over every single tiny little aspect of our lives. They want to rule and be able to track and trace everything that's going on because they believe, you know, if we do this, we'll get better lives. You know, we'll better the lives of everybody else. But actually, what it's more about is actually controlling people. Uh, because uh, then they could, you know, be able to get you out of society if they don't like you. Uh, just like I, I did a big presentation. It's on my website of, uh, you know, the social credit scoring system in, in China and, and what is coming here because a lot of these implementations and their starters to what is happening because there's now, Tim, 200 frozen bank accounts as of today in, in Canada. Frozen bank accounts, frozen pension uh, funds, credit cards, everything has been frozen for people uh, that uh, either donated or gave money to these. Uh, and there's a there's a clip of that Cynthia Freeland out there with her. I don't I don't have it pulled up now, but she was saying something to the effect of someone's like, you know, if you want to know how you can get your money back, you can stop supporting the the trucker convoys and the protests. But there's no like phone number to call and there's no, you know, way to air your grievance. And, and they want to, you know, basically create sort of like a no fly registry for people just transacting in basic commerce. And so they want to have everybody, you know, eventually the implantable microchips is going to be sort of the mark of the beast. And the CBC obviously is going to be all well, it's like Horizons Canada. Yeah. Horizon Canada that I just showed is exactly about that. And that's a freaking government uh, part of the government. in Canada. They're going to like shut Horizon. off. I mean, they want to shut off, you know, the, like Charlie Munger, like the 30 percent that he mentions, you know, we're the ones who are going to be shut off. You know, you guys even watching this right now makes this susceptible. But the thing is no one's safe. Like people who don't speak out, you're not, you're not safe. Your family's not safe. Maybe they, maybe they don't get you first, but guess what? Yeah. I mean, if you have the balls to speak out, you probably don't have the balls to do the other stuff that it's going to take. And, and it's well, much easier to speak out than it is to, you know, have to, you know, go through World War Four and nuclear Holocaust and death and starvation. Because I mean, what, in about two weeks of no food, probably even sooner than that, people are going to start resorting to cannibalism. Uh, now, I don't know, you know, I'm not saying that's going to happen tomorrow, but, you know, we're playing a very dangerous game right here. Uh, you know, and for anyone cheerleading war, I mean, how about you guys go up and, you know, volunteer to go over there and, and sign up for look what's how going scared on. They, look how scared they were in Canada when uh, the blockades happened on the actual border crossings. 
they were panicking pretty heavily because they know that, you know, the... So uh, I read an article uh, recently that is fantastic, Tim. It actually explains exactly what's going on. We have the classes in the city, a lot of them, that doesn't have blue-collar jobs. They have no clue what's going on in the real world. And so it's them versus the blue-collar workers. And a lot of them live on the countryside. They're farmers. They're, you know... Um, uh, electricians, they're, uh, you know, work with, basically work with their hands, like they're hands-on people, and, and, and they've been forgotten, basically, a lot of them. Uh, and, and so what is happening is that you've got this massive divide, and you see it in the U.S., you see it in Canada, you see it in, or, like, yeah, almost every country where you have a massive uh, divide between the cities and the countryside. Like, that, that was pretty clear during the uh, last election, Tim, where you have basically, like, Trump took everything outside of the cities. Right. So and it's the same thing here, too, with the liberals and uh, and the uh, NDP, the National Democratic Party. They basically are taking everything in, inside of the cities. Uh, and, and so what is happening is you have a massive divide that's just getting wider and wider. They have no clue. The people, the, the technocrats, they just want to control more. They think that, oh, if I just control more, you know, things will get even better. I could control everything that's going on. Uh, meanwhile, you have the other side that is getting more and more bankrupt from their decisions, uh, and they have to work harder and harder and uh, uh, have less and less money every day. Uh, so you have a huge divide between uh, the people, and that, that has shown up in the elections, as I said, both in Canada and the United States. And that is just going to get worse and worse. Like, as Tim said, you know, the pensions. And, and also, we've got to remember the, the police officers here. They're, they're all going to be hyperinflated away. So let's say you're going to get yeah. your $80,000 a year. What good is $80,000 a year going to be yeah. when a loaf of bread costs $50 if you can even <laughs> fucking get it? So yeah. all these police who are setting up this whole police. Guess what? You can't have a police state without the police. And, you know, all of you guys are going to be wiped out. Uh, whether it's through some sort of hot war with the people, whether it's through, you know, when all the stuff breaks down, there's not even going to be police. Well, the pension, the government pensions are not, yeah, the government pensions are not going to be there, guys. Uh, surprise. The former BlackRock executive who came <laughs> yeah. out and is it all just a coincidence. So if you guys are just joining us now, I really implore you to watch, you know, the first, you know, 15 minutes of this as we, you know, showed clips from the World Economic Forum in 2018, where they're talking about transhumanism, yeah. talking uh, 2016, when essentially Klaus Schwab is talking in French about transhumanism. And so this is what it's all about. It's removing humanity, removing the soul from people merging man with machines, creating a breakaway civilization, yeah. and then getting to the point where if you are able to have kids, you know, and it's probably going to be through in vitro fertilization because they've already, you know, gotten rid of the male sperm pretty much is already down 50%. Yeah. And then women's eggs have already been attacked as well. And then I'm sure all, you know, the huge amount of the population has already been vaxxed. Their kids are all going to be fucked up even if they can have kids. So now you're down to like, a, and then a lot of people don't even want to have kids because they're too poor or too selfish, or they've been propagandized by the TV or the girls think that they're men and the men think that they're girls. And, um, it's just, and I did just see that that one, you know, male swimmer competing as a woman just went like a 437 and the 500 free. That is a ridiculously fast time. I mean, Garrett, no one watching this is, can, you know, probably even come within two minutes of that right now. Probably within, I bet, unless you're, I bet no one can even come within like three minutes of that right now, unless they're like, they're actually trained. I mean, that's such a smoking fast time, even for a guy that's like almost like state champion boy swimmer 
type time that you know he is pulling off over here and so i mean you can't even everything is just being ruined right now but you know at this point it's too late to save stuff it's too late to try to wake people up i mean at this point you know if you are still you know not woken up you know might as well just drive you to go get your fourth or fifth booster even quicker because obviously you know you're too dumb to realize what's going on you're just you know maybe klaus schwab and them are right that you guys are just a waste of space because we have been trying to wake you up and what have you guys been doing with it you've just been taking this and you know trusting Fox News and trusting CNN. Fox News is owned by Rupert and Lachlan Murdoch, who are Australian liberals that are friends with Alexander Soros, which is George Soros' son. And, and so by the way, Soros, Alex, like a bunch yeah. of Australian liberals. So, I mean, how fucking dumb yeah. are people? All these, oh, oh, America conservatives. I watch Fox News because MSNBC and CNN are obviously fake news that 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 Fox News has to be great when it's run by Australian globalist liberals. I mean, get it through your head. How dumb do you have to be? And if you're if you're offended by this, good. Go get another vaccine because you're obviously an idiot. Uh, you can't realize this. And then uh, it's just, it just pisses me off so much because we're at this point where everything now is coming to fruition. So go watch, you know, the first five minutes where we talked about everything that's coming together right at once. You know, the central bank digital currency. Boom. Fed having to raise interest rates because inflation is now getting out of control and they want a, a, an excuse. Boom. You've got, I, I talked about that. I thought one of the main things that would kick off this whole thing would be uh, that with, with the Federal Reserve, what I was just talking about, but also we'd have then a war with Russia, which then would then coincide with a cyber attack. And you guys have been watching me for a while. You know that, that this is the exact same thing that I've been talking about. Now that's on the table. Uh, and so it's just, and then with the medical martial law dictatorship, this whole digital dictatorship. So once they, they're going to have everyone by the balls, everyone's going to be in the CBDC central bank digital currency system. And then you're going to be shut off because, you know, you're not a communist. And then if you are a communist, you've already got the shot and you're probably going to die eventually when, you know, this new like super AIDS, it's coming around and it's not going to matter anyway. So they're going for broke. Yeah. Go back and watch the Georgia Guidestones videos I did. They have it up there. They have it. I forgot how many languages. I did the, the report at the time. I knew how many languages. It's like in 10 different languages written that, you know, first on their commandment list is getting the world population down to 500 million people because they don't, there's too many people. And it's not about, uh, you know, just like in the movie, The Bug's Life, it's not about the those ants. It's not about the food. It's about keeping those ants in line. If we let one of these ants stand up, then they'll all stand up because there's only, you know, there's thousands of them and only a few of these actual, you know, that's why I got to bring in the, the yeah, that's what we got to bring in the batons, you know, stomp down, you know, any uh, chance for individual freedom that comes out there because collectivists, they want control and they, it's all for the group, right? Like in China and other collectivist states, Norway, for example, is exactly like that as well. I wasn't allowed on a plane where I've got a, actually a bunch of these wearing an N100 mask because <laughs> apparently it's too, it can't, it can't be too safe on an airplane these days. And just like in July, 2020, then I wasn't wearing a mask and they're pissed off from that. And then and uh, this will be an upcoming show that I've actually never shown this on air before. But in July, February 19th, 2020, I put a mask on just to screw with the TSA global pre-check, pre-check global entry interview to get global entry uh, pre-check pass. And I threw a yeah, mask on smart. and they yeah. were like completely befuddled of why I had a mask on and like, like basically didn't even ask me anything because there was a, they made me take the mask off. And so it's just, so, and so two years ago, I was probably one of the first people to wear a mask. Then I'm probably the first person out there to both wear a mask and then not wear a mask on a plane because I didn't wear one in July, 2020. And I wore one just to be a, a jerk in February, 2020. Cause I knew I had plausible deniability with all this stuff. And 
it's so I don't know. Does any I don't know if anyone else there can even like beat that record. And then I go and then throw it on to go see my grandparents who are triple backs because you know who knows how much longer they're gonna be around because they didn't listen to me on this. And they wouldn't allow me out. And I was wearing a COVID scam shirt and they wouldn't let me on the plane with an M 100 mask. So oh, here's our bullshit, you know, made in China mask, not even M95 mask <laughs> that you know has all these particulars in it, but oh, not allowed to do this. And so I would, you know, you know, and we've obviously talked a lot about jabs and vaccines. And so if you guys want to learn more about that. You know, had to learn the risk.org. Uh, Tina Marie, who is now, you know, taking that over from Brandy Vaughn, who more than likely was probably poisoned and just allegedly from uh, who knows what, uh, and happened to be about a week before the vaccines came out. I'm sure that's also another coincidence in the long line of coincidences. Probably also a coincidence that the guy who first discovered uh, AIDS, but I forgot his name, like Jean Luc Montagnier or something like that. Luc Montagnier, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he just I did, I did died. Pretty, pretty close to that. Uh, you know, he just happened to die after you know talking about all the cleavage sites. I mean, he was pretty old, so who knows? Maybe. But then, so, yeah. But then suddenly, right after that, they discover HIV, super HIV in the uh, Netherlands. Yeah. So forty. Yeah. So forty years <laughs> after AIDS. Uh, and recently, I did watch the Dallas Buyers Club, which is you know basically a movie that was showing like how AZT was the one that was killing. Uh, you know, people during the AIDS epidemic, and it wasn't really AIDS. And essentially, Fauci was sort of known as like the Hitler of AIDS. Uh, and it's just so much data, so much information. And it's amazing that these people can still be there. And the thing is, the, 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 the jabs that were that they were promoting, you know, way back when for polio and for MMR, for all this stuff. It was all fake news back then. And, and I don't have all the data memorized right now. Yeah. You know, but good Tim, stuff, but by the way, talking about the jabs, most of the uh, companies that actually are out there giving the jabs right now, except for Sinovac, I haven't found any from Sinovac. I found Sputnik V, the Russian vaccine. I found AstraZeneca, Moderna, uh, Pfizer, uh, all of these guys, and Johnson & Johnson, all these guys were our young global leaders. Uh, and the, the current oh, uh, CEO of uh, CEO Moderna was there, Steve Barchel. Uh, right. So like all these guys have, uh, I think are, he just dumped there. like four hundred million dollars of stock, like right before everything started cratering or I mean, not. Yeah, uh, because now high, but... now there's like two things. There's a patent that he uh, basically stole. And there's another thing too, on top of that is, uh, you know, all the lawsuits that are probably piling up from people that have died and got sick. Like in in the in Europe right now, they say about 50,000 from the different reporting systems have died. From the vaccines, and then in the, in the U.S., it's officially 23,000, 23, I think it's right now at the bears. So what you're seeing is uh, massive amounts of side effects. You know, my uh, one of my uh, the wife of my boss that I work for, uh, her sister had basically like blood clots him, like uh, tons of micro clots everywhere, and they told her to stop smoking, and she's like, "I'm not smoking." <laughs> And then they tried to like, oh, you must have had somebody must have smoked around you, you when you were young. It's like how how did like how do I suddenly get a like uh, literally blood clots everywhere now? Then uh, you know that I not. so it's uh, a lot of this stuff is you know getting just uh, passed by because here they basically get forced not to report anything that's happening with these things. Meanwhile, you know Pfizer, Moderna, AstraZeneca, Johnson Johnson, Sinovac. Uh, Sputnik, all these uh, CEOs are getting uh, ultra, ultra wealthy billionaires, uh, basically, uh, and they're making a truckload of money. And, and uh, of course, there was a leak thing that I think you have in your um, in your video that you do with your walk and talk uh, about the FDA. 
and basically how they uh, you know, get money from the the pharmaceutical industry and so on, and, and they get kickbacks for a certain amount of things, and uh, so it's just like a big circle jerk of like they control. Oh, now the there's actually a part, so after I filmed that one, there's now a part two, and then the part two uh, goes on where the guy says something to the effect of, you know, and there's basically no incentive to be a whistleblower, and if you are a whistleblower, yeah. you're basically <laughs> going to be fired. And by the way, no one else is ever going to hire you again because we want compliant people that aren't going to rock the boat. Yeah. We want like safer bets over here. And if you're already going to be rocking the boat over here on this, then we don't need to hire you over there for that. And so yeah. he's basically like, there is no financial incentive for you. And of course, he doesn't know that he's being filmed as he is, uh, as he is saying that. And I see in the comments uh, from Robert, can I kill your TV? Absolutely. I got rid of cable. Uh, actually, I, my, the final straw is when I had YouTube TV and then when they kicked World Alternative Media and, you know, myself and Josh and John off of there then uh you know i'm like well obviously i'm not gonna be paying you guys whatever it was per well, month. and the i don't only watch... think i've been watching lately tim is the norwegian supremacy uh in the olympics basically that's what i've been you know watching. and i did see uh like a I, I haven't watched any it was like some like, some of it was like on the bars and uh, when i was just out in mexico but you know aside from that uh, I did see something like was like the closing games had like a big like one world like over yeah like, it was firework like, yeah the firework actually showed one world yeah oh it was and, a firework that lit up to say one world yeah. so it's like oh yeah. all these crazy conspiracists who've been you know whether it was George H W Bush talking about like a new world order not the order of the well, yeah the, or, the, or the jungle but a world in which yeah so the IOC is basically part yeah the IOC is basically part of the UN and the UN is a global government the the World Economic Forum is the corporate arm they have the control of the bankers and everybody else in the corporate world while the UN has all the politicians right so uh they work to hand in hand and what do you remember the World Economic Forum a lot of the stuff that he talks about when it comes to sustainability and all this stuff comes from the uh, the United Nations that comes from you know our common future and all these you know, region scumbags actually that you know are uh, in, in the Labour Party. Tim, uh, you'd be surprised. Like so, currently it's a new region that sits at the European Council. Norway is not even a freaking member of the European Union. We have a new region sitting. Torben Jagland, former head of the Labour Party, sits at the at the council there. Then we got Grohl and Brundtland. She was the one. Are that they created are they World Economic Forum young leaders also? Just by just taking a guess. Not all of them, but uh, let, let me continue here. I haven't actually gone through all of them all, so there are probably some of them there. Uh, Jagland is too old, uh, but then you got the end Stoltenberg, which basically is the head of NATO right now. But guess where, where he's taking over, Tim? He's coming into our world. He's going to become the central bank chief of Norway uh, and still be a member of a political party, by the way. Uh, so that's another one that has also been a leader of the Labour Party. Uh, you got um, Berger Brande uh, that sits second in command, Tim, to Klaus Schwab at the World Economic Forum. Berger Brande, he's a former foreign minister of the Labour Party of Norway. Uh, and, and then you have Gwalen uh, Brutton, I mentioned, and a whole bunch of others. Uh, that are snuck in, you know, uh, into these agendas and and hiding around both in the World Economic Forum. Uh, the guy that was like uh, the Secretary General of uh, the Financial Stability Board. He's a former Norwegian central banker. Uh, like these Norwegians are sneaky. They sneak around into all these agencies. And what do you got to remember? There's a, a group, Tim, and you were talking about neuro linguistic programming, NLP. 
and, and when I was a part of Junior Chamber International, and if people want to look this up, it's jci.cc. Uh, basically, all the big presidents have been members of there. I, I'm not sure if Obama was or not, uh, but in the U.S., all the presidents, John F. Kennedy, George W. Bush, all these guys uh, have been members of Junior Chamber International. Guess what that is? It's actually a front group for, uh, you know, uh, then recruiting uh, younger uh, leaders into uh, becoming uh, part of the United Nations. And you wonder why, you know, George W., George Herbert Walker Bush's dad, you know, said that they want a one world uh, government. It's basically because it was a part of the, uh, the Junior Chamber International. That's another, you know, uh, but it's the UN front. It's not the World Economic Corporate Front, right? So, uh, you have all these leaders in there. And when I was there, Tim, the focus was very much on neurolinguistic programming, being eloquent speaker and all this stuff. Uh, so it's exactly like that. They're training the people to become extremely uh, good at what they're doing. At We're doing like the opposite people. of that because, you know, yeah. I should be slowing things down, having lots of hard pauses to that and make people kind of hang on to every word you're saying yeah. and should be much more polished and, you know, speaking that like really... Uh, non-threatening gay NPR voice that they're always trying. Oh, it doesn't matter. And, and you know, I'm having but pink Trude socks on. I don't, I don't know about Trudeau though, Tim. Like he's like, oh, uh, mm, uh, uh, like well, when he, I'm second, sure, you know, in his, his ad, <laughs> the addresses where he's, you know, a lot more polished. I mean, obviously, if yeah. you're talking about, you know, someone like Joe Biden, if he's going off script, the guy has no idea what is going on. So yesterday for President's Day, uh, you know, in honor of Joe Biden, I just uh, slept all day, woke up, uh, shit my pants, and then, uh, you know, sorry, in honor, in honor of, not of Joe Biden. <laughs> I wanted to put that on social media. Then I realized I'm not on social media and besides Instagram and I'm too and float and I'm too, uh, you know, lazy to make memes these days. I made too many back in the day, but there is another uh, Twitter actually pulled this down. This was a, uh, an Infowars like little clip they have of uh, basically of, of Klaus Schwab, or I think of Trudeau and Klaus Schwab and everyone going on with the new order. But anyways, kind of backing up to that. Uh, you mentioned, obviously we're talking about one world new order. Uh, yeah. The, the head of uh, or the creator of the Federal Reserve System, James Warburg, said we shall have a one world government. It's only it's through a matter of consent or conquest. And so they realized that, you know, conquest, World War One, World War Two isn't a great way to do it. You need to get well as we're going into World War Four. But, you know, as they make everybody poor, they want to beg for the solution. They want to beg for help. And the help is going to be universal basic income through CBDC. And I mean, it's so obvious that's that's the game plan, that that's what they're, they're going to do. And then they're going to beg for this help. And then that is going to be the consent to then yeah. get this. And then they're going to turn all the people like us off. And then, but the thing is like the only real hedge that we have against all this stuff is the fact that we have, uh, is the fact that we do have guns here in America. I mean, it really is holding back yeah. a lot of stuff. And I'm not calling for like offensive wars and doing anything like that, but uh, eventually, you know, the guns are going to be, use when they turn the power off and the supply chains are all down and then everyone's starving within a week or two that's when and, the guns are going to, and then it's going to then we're yeah. then i'm sure the police are going to be so happy with themselves that they help set this whole thing up because the only ones they're protecting and serving is the new world order they're not protecting you and me they're not protecting your families you're not protecting some little old lady on the street no they're fucking running over her with a horse they are protecting the globalists they're protecting the bad guys uh, they're protecting the you know bad women who identify as guys and the bad guys that identify as women. They're 
they are doing everything but protecting and they're really destroying themselves because the people that actually did like them just wait until like all like the trump tards finally realize that the police aren't on their side and the police are on the, on the side of who's signing their fucking bill that's who they're on the side from and really we're the ones paying the bill hey you know that yeah exactly that's that's that that's about sums it up whose side they're on tim uh it's just sickening like that that guy was using the back of a stock just to like bash somebody's head in or something uh that police officer and it's a young generation like uh, prime minister trudeau half of this government twitter's taking us down actually young nobodies of the world we penetrate the cabinets the change is not just happening the change can be shaped by us we have to prepare for a more angry world how to prepare takes the necessary action to create a fairer world i see the need for a great reset so people assume we are just going back to the good old world which we had and everything will be normal again this is uh, let's say fiction it will not happen there is only one way this pandemic is going to go it's going to get worse and worse and worse the next crisis is already waiting for us around the corner and it is the climate crisis yeah i mean it's just well guess what tim guess what we have you know i know you have this book you know here's the conspiracy theory guys yeah. The COVID-19, the Great Reset. And actually, oh, he's talked about climate crisis. Woo! Hey, look at these guys. This is the technocrat that was talking about the Financial Stability Board. It's right there in your damn face. <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't seen this clip yet, but it's, it's more than a clip. It's about uh, a five-minute video from Greg Reese. Everything this guy posts is just, like, amazing. Like, I, I haven't yeah. seen, a, like, a single crappy one, but it looks like this is tying into everything. It was This video is directly underneath the last one I just played, so I imagine it's going to be pretty good. If it's not, we'll turn it off, and then we'll comment on this, and then probably at some point uh, get going, or maybe not, and we'll just keep uh, rambling on. So you guys let us know. <laughs> and we do appreciate everyone who's watching. Make sure to go sign up at timandjohnshow.com if you're not, so that, that way you can get all the emails when inevitably we're going to be kicked off of here and, uh, you know, just counting on the days over here and sort of uh, sort of upset, I guess, that we're not already kicked off of here. I mean, I mean, it's sort of not that like I'm trying to be, but, you know, all the other cool kids already are. It's just, you know, obviously we're not big enough. I've never monetized the channel. So, you know, who knows? Anyways, here we go. Oops, as soon as I... The computer does not like playing these clips when they're full. It likes, I have to start it here and then go big. Their agenda in their own documents. In their weekly strategic intelligence newsletter, the World Economic Forum spotlighted the fourth industrial revolution, which they define as a fundamental change in the ways we live and work merging the physical, digital, and biological worlds, and fusing technologies in ways that create both promise and peril. They link to a library of articles on the subject and give us the trending top five. Requiring vaccine passports for certain activities, discrimination, or behavioral change. Except when the subject of discrimination comes up, it has nothing to do with a person's rights not to be vaccinated. 
The so-called discrimination has to do with lower-income countries not getting the jab until 2022. The doublespeak is that not getting a vaccine for an imaginary virus is discrimination. The author, Joan Costa Ifant, an associate professor of political science at the London School of Economics, writes that taking a vaccine is pro-social behavior and described those who would refuse a vaccine as vaccine-resistant. Costa Ifant went on to describe these people as contrarians, stating that their very existence might be healthy for the rest of us and that vaccine passports would change their behavior by forcing them to get vaccinated if they wanted to travel. Costa Ifant wrote that those who comply do so to virtue signal and that this should be used as a way to push the vaccine passport. And if anyone thinks he is concerned about a dangerous pandemic, he also wrote that the use of passports should be limited to non-essential services. The next article, written by senior executive at Mitsubishi Chemical Corporation, warns that the world has only 10 years to change course before ultimate climate disaster. All right, man, bear, bear. And the only way to save the world Dad, is Dad, to give government leaders again. oversight of policy, <laughs> regulation, and research and development of all the world's industry. Sounds like old school communism, but they are now calling it circularity. In The Efficacy of COVID-19 Vaccines is Linked to Good Nutrition, the author admits that a healthy diet and nutrition will strengthen the immune system and protect a person from infection. But the efficacy to be concerned about is how malnutrition can affect the quality of immune response to vaccination. And what is of utmost importance is providing information on COVID-19 vaccines. A boring article on carbon revenue and the redistribution of wealth. And finally, how happiness, anger, and anxiety can help you negotiate, which speaks to their mentally ill communist cult selling the anti-human agenda on how it would be wise to reserve happiness and how anger can lead to gains by soliciting concessions from the counterpart. However, the anger must be deeply felt. The World Economic Forum is indeed a weird cult of big bank multinational corporation weirdos. But this is reality. Without any sort of resistance, this global communist model is what's coming to your new normal. For Infowars.com, this is Greg Reese. Oh, this is more obvious uh, Russian propaganda. Uh, you know, so I mean, because <laughs> I, mean, I mean, now we have like zero hedges officially now uh, labeled as Russian propaganda. And my funny because my birthday is the same day as the uh, first ever blog post from Zero Hedge. And I read Zero Hedge basically every day. So obviously I'm Russian propaganda. And uh, it was a Russian girl that first told me about Facebook in 2004 that got me on there. So in more Russian propaganda just all the way around. And obviously Infowars, I believe, uh, you know, they're trying to say Alex Jones is Russian propaganda as well. And, you know, I do think, you know, he does, you know, um, you know, he's the man in the arena. So I don't want to criticize him too much. I think he does. And we're sort of doing a little bit of this right now. So I don't, don't be too hypocritical, but 
I feel like he's always keeping people on this, like, and I heard Richard Grobe actually say this. He's like, keeping this, like, you know, uh, carousel of fear. You're always having this merry-go-round. Oh, of, yeah. Of keeping everybody scared <laughs> and getting everybody amped up. And yeah, I mean, you talk about some solutions, but it's like always like in this certain types of frequency and tone that's yeah. always putting people like in this fear-driven state to not actually really get out there really, you know, do anything. But uh, and, and the whole Trump years, I mean, he was a complete joke. But, you know, aside from the, the Trump years, you know, he has put out a lot of amazing information over the years. And this Greg Reese, who's now working for him, is putting out just, you know, bombshell report after like every single day he's putting out bombshell reports. And and actually talking about bombshell reports, this is pretty hilarious. It's not a bombshell report, but it's pretty it's, hilarious. But it's actually bombshells so, out of uh, yeah, Russia. Yeah. It's it's showing actually the hypocrisy of uh or of the our great leader here in uh, in in Canada. I just want to show a tiny little piece of it here. And on social media tonight, hashtag Where is Justin Trudeau? It's not a rhetorical question. It's not funded by Canada's opposition either. It's a genuine qu query of ordinary Canadians. Where is their prime minister? Unfortunately, nobody knows. Trudeau says he has contracted the Wuhan virus, but no one knows where he's isolating. Normally, he would be in his Ottawa office on Mondays. Today, he wasn't. He and his family were moved to an undisclosed location. In other words, he fled. Do you know why? Because the white knight of democracy could not handle a protest. Let me show you what's happening in Ottawa. The streets have been taken over by protesters. We're talking about thousands of them, mostly truckers. They're calling it the Freedom Convoy. Some of them are carrying banners denouncing Trudeau. Some of them drove in on their massive trucks. Some of them are not even truckers. They're ordinary residents of Ottawa. But all of them are protesting the same thing, vaccine mandates. You see, Canada has imposed a new rule for entering the US. To cross the border, you must be vaccinated. No jab, no travel. But Canadian truckers are not impressed. Some of them are anti-vax. They do not want to get the vaccine. So what did they do? Well, they're truckers. They did what they do best. They hit the roads. Some of them have blocked the major highways linking to the US. Others drove into Ottawa to clog the capital. Now, let me make one thing clear. We do not endorse this protest. We do not approve of this cause. Vaccines are your best bet against the Wuhan virus. By not getting jabbed, these truckers are putting themselves in danger. Having said that, what is Justin Trudeau up to? He's the Prime Minister of Canada. His job is to create consensus. If truckers are resisting him, he must reach out to them. Instead, Trudeau fled. Is he in a war bunker? Is he getting a haircut? Is he rethinking the vaccine mandate? Nobody knows. He's dressing up in what blackface. What do you think Trudeau should have done instead? Justin Trudeau from December 2020. Around the time when farmers were protesting in India, that Trudeau was full of ideas, how to reach out, how to handle the protests, how to broker peace. He was passionate and proactive in offering advice. They're Let protesting me quote Bill Gates what he Monsanto. said about India. The information he said is concerning. We are all very worried about family and friends. Let me remind you, Canada will always be there to defend the rights of peaceful protesters. We believe in the process of dialogue. We've reached out through multiple means to the Indian authorities to highlight our concerns. If only we could get this message to Trudeau's secret cubbyhole. I'm not saying the situation in Ottawa is not challenging. The protests, the protests are certainly daunting, but there hasn't been violence. So far, the protests have been peaceful. So why hasn't Prime Minister Trudeau reached out to the protesters? Where is the process of dialogue? Actually, forget dialogue. Why not release a statement or at least a tweet? It's not like Trudeau got logged out of the internet. Here's something he retweeted today. 
He's celebrating a football victory. Canada's men's football team beat the Americans. I'm sure it's a big deal for Canada. But is it more important than these pictures? Thousands of truckers camping in the national capital. Temperature, minus 20 degrees Celsius. Trudeau may disagree with their views. So do we. But his response is two-faced. When the protests happen in India, it's the government's fault. The cops are tyrants. The ministers are unresponsive. But when the protests happen in Canada, the narrative changes. Guess what Trudeau calls these truckers? A small fringe minority holding unacceptable views. His words. Well, that's precisely what the Indian government also said, that the farmer protests were being organized by a minority. The similarities don't end there. Like all protests, this one too needs financial support. So where is that money coming from? Online campaigns. Around 33% of the donors are anonymous. No names, no address. Canada's intelligence agencies say they suspect a foreign hand. They say the truckers could be getting money from abroad. Again, that's precisely yeah, what happened in India. Yeah, it's not coming from, uh, yeah, it's not coming from George Soros, uh, you know, a yeah, uh, and, and, and what's, Nazi. And what's, uh, what, what's funny about that is she just keeps on hammering him. It's like, you know, like you try to lecture other people and then you're way worse yourself. <laughs> the thing is, like someone comments, Trudeau is done. Okay, great. Trudeau is done. Then who's up is the one that's really running the show, Cynthia Freeland, yeah. who is, you know, basically one of the top, you know, global economic leaders, uh, world forum, economic forum, global leaders but you know i think we're gonna have to wrap it up here because i'm you know it's already it's 10 o'clock i'm usually trying to get to bed early but i'm so fucking wound up right now i i feel like i'm not gonna be able to go to sleep uh i'm just gonna need to go like lift weights or do push-ups or do so i'm just i don't know like run around the block with, with yoshi or something i'm just uh so worked up so apologize i guess for some of the language just uh you know, it happens. When, and the thing uh, is like, well, I don't even know where to even begin with all this stuff or I guess where to end with it, because there's so many yeah. things we didn't even talk about. Some of them will be in upcoming shows that I've already yeah. filmed. And we're just trying to you know, wait to get some of these out because, you know, busy with lots of things going on. But, you know, we didn't get into any of the financial market stuff, any of the crypto stuff. Any, I mean, it's just so much information, seven ways to Sunday. And maybe that's what they want us to do. They want us maybe getting beaten down, getting overwhelmed yeah. with information. But at the end of the day, you know, everyone, you know, the quickest way to, you know, stop wearing masks is to never wear the mask to begin with. You know, I you remember two years ago, people were like, oh, Tim, you know, if you just, you know, start wearing masks soon, then we can all stop wearing them. And guess what? There's about a 0% historical track record of you giving up your rights to then get your rights back quicker. The best way to retain your rights is to never give them up to begin with. Yeah. And so and, and everyone actually, that was defending Donald Trump, you know, for, oh, it's just bump stocks. Oh, it's just this. Oh, it's just that. And then now you got the ATF out here, you know, making up rules willy nilly, even though they're supposed to be an executive enforcement agency and not a legislative agency. And everything is just all messed up. Men are, men are girls. Girls are not becoming boys. It's just like everything is just meant to, I think, you know, make to not make sense i mean everything will be the next tim will it be norwegians or swedes i don't know i don't know about that one but anyways congratulations <laughs> to you and such a status over there with your love of norway and i used to love the olympics too i mean it's more like a summer well, I, i'm more I, i'm more a love of the uh the vikings you know the good old viking era in norway and that's when norway was at its height when they raped and pillaged everybody when they when they, they probably actually really discovered america i mean not uh obviously it wasn't christopher yeah, columbus they, but you know, they, 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 they give the credit to my people the italians <laughs> but meanwhile uh <laughs> maybe all the you know you know probably the vikings you know were yeah but there. you know like uh, what happens throughout history tim when uh, when the black death killed two-thirds of norwegian an actual play guys you know not this stupid like uh case that they created 
uh, killed two thirds of Nor- Norway. You know, like killing people with the remdesivir and the ECMO machines and the ventilators. I mean, I very few oh, people and- are dying at home. Almost every person I know that died has taken remdesivir or been on a ventilator. I mean, all, yeah. I, I actually every person I know. I'm sure there's people out there that that have it. it but uh, I guess uh, Tim, one more thing before I go because I I think your uh, lady would appreciate this, Tina Marie. Uh, there's a person that is a young global leader that just selected, uh, that was just selected for 2021. Her name is Conrad uh, Kelly. She's the executive director of social uh, determinants and population health at Merck, by the way. Yeah, and I love that video where it's like, oh, you know, there's the vaccine hesitant. You know, guess what? We're not fucking vaccine hesitant. So you come to the house to try to vaccinate me. We've got other shots for you. There's no there's no hesitancy over here. There's no hesitancy in a lot of people. And it's not hesitancy. No, we we know what the game is. We know it's yeah. BS. We know you're trying to get the mRNA technology to perfect it for life extension technology. And you're using everyone as guinea pigs. And, you know, it's also, you know, lots of other agendas hidden at foot that we're not going to get into that we've already got into, you know, a bunch of other times before. But anyways, I'm all wound up, probably not gonna be able to go to bed. And I will anyways, talk to you guys later. Tim and John show, make sure you go to Tim and John show.com sign up for the emails. Probably gonna take this off YouTube immediately because they're, Probably not gonna let this one stay on there, anyways. What? Are you yeah, serious? We'll have a, we're making some <laughs> extra work for Arthur Diamond Hands, who's gonna have to cut this up and yeah. uh, put this out there. But anyways, thank you guys so much. Make sure you share it with your friends because it's not just about having us uh, us know this. It's about you know having other people that don't know. It. But you know, at this point, it's almost too late. Uh, you know, to really save anybody at this point. I mean, yeah, you can help them out with like food or water or you know firearms or getting you know growing your own food or anything like that. But at, at this point. Uh, you know, they come for everybody. You know, you're not safe because you don't speak out. You're not safe because you're being quiet and being a good little slave. They're coming for everybody. And so you might as well, you know, stand up and, you know, die a death standing up than living on your knees because I know that I'm not going to get on your knees. And I know that a lot of you guys aren't either. And anyways, with that, timandjohnshow.com, thelibertyadvisor.com. And I will talk to you guys later. Arrivederci. Arrivederci. And now I can't find where to stop streaming. Peace out, guys. And float.app forward slash the Liberty Advisor to watch us over there versus watching this on uh, on YouTube. Peace, guys. And Bitchu and Odyssey and timjohnshow.com. Take care.